0: about the Bible."
1: Industry. Every bomb that's dropped, somebody makes a million dollars. You don't have to know where those bombs are exploding. You don't have to see the grieving mothers and the mangled bodies of their children.
2: This is our final Oscar entry that we watched for February. On March 12th, we're going to be live streaming during the Oscars. This one's a catch. While me and Andy up watched Argentina 1985, The Banshees of Inisharian, Last Onion, Tar. Quiet on the Western Front and The Fablements. You can catch all of those episodes on our Oscars playlist. Tonight we are talking about Triangle of Sadness. It was directed by the Swedish director Ruben Ostlund. This is Ostlund's third international film. The previous two were Force Majeure in 2014 and The Square in 2017. Force Majeure was on the shortlist for the 2015 Oscars as Sweden's entry for Best International Film. After some early buzz, it ended up not getting the nomination. Ausland uploaded a satirical video in response to the snub.
0: Wild Tales.
2: We're
3: dead. (laughs) (laughs) For achievement in directing, the nominees are Alejandro G. Iñárritu for Birdman or The Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance, Richard Linklater for Boyhood, (laughs) Bennett Miller for
1: Foxcatcher, uh, Wes Anderson for the
0: Grand Budapest Hotel, Tilden oh, for The Imitation
2: <laughs> The square won at Cannes, and then was nominated for Best International Film in
1: 2018.
4: <laughs> yeah! <laughs> <laughs> what?! No, 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 no! i to Oscar.
2: Triangle of Sadness has left the international category altogether. It is nominated for Best Picture, Best Director, and Best Original Screenplay. It has already won the Golden Palm at Cannes in 2022 after receiving an eight-minute standing ovation. Triangle of Sadness, I think, has the most diverse and international cast I've seen in a recent movie. Representing America is Woody Harrelson, playing a Marxist, but not a communist, ship captain on a cruise ship for the
5: super-rich.
1: I'm a shit sh- I'm, a, I'm a shit
5: socialist because I, I have too much. I have too much abundance in my life. I'm not, e- I'm not even...
2: Filipina actress Dolly DeLeon, incredibly English actor Harris Dickinson, South African actress Charlotte Dean, who tragically passed away last year from sepsis before the movie was released, German actress Idris Bourbon, Danish actress Vicky Berlin, and Croatian actor Slavko Boris. Although it couldn't be more different in Execution, Triangle of Sadness explores similar themes to another Best Picture nominee, Tar. Thematically, Triangle of Sadness looks at the relationship between beauty, power, and wealth. Charleby and Harry Dickinson play Yaya and Carl, who are both models who have started a transactional relationship. Carl is more romantic, while Yaya sees it as a business relationship, first and foremost, and holds no illusions about the temporality of beauty and the modeling industry.
5: You know, increasing the followers on Instagram and all of that. It makes sense, doesn't it? Sure. I like you, you like me, it's good for business.
1: Yeah.
2: I think it's pretty brilliant that Auslan chooses to explore this industry as male models make significantly less money than female models in an extremely patriarchal and shallow industry. Yaya is also an Instagram influencer and gets the products she advertises sent to her, which is how they end up on a cruise ship
5: for the super rich. We got this cruise for free. Good. Who looks paid for the tickets.
2: Not <laughs> we have a long scene where Carl and Yaya fight about money and the transactionality of their relationship. With Yaya expressing how distasteful it is to her to discuss money and Carl fretting about being used in their relationship. We cut to the cruise ship where money is the only thing that makes the relationship between crew members and guests even vaguely
5: tolerable. At the end of the cruise you might be
1: getting
6: a very generous
2: tip. Crew members hope for a large tip from their super wealthy guests. Two of the richest guests, Russian oligarch Dmitry and the Swedish coder, Jorma, both appearing to have their own transactional relationships, although Jorma's date for the cruise got sick and canceled. The beauty that our models have paying their way through this cruise is supplanted by cold, hard cash. The cruise ship itself is a hierarchical structure with beautiful attendants occupying a more comfortable place in the ship's hierarchy than perhaps the cooks and replaceable crew members in the galley. The lowest is the toilet manager, Abigail.
5: you
1: want me to clean the room? One time.
4: Okay, I'll come back in 30 minutes. No, it
1: can come back a bit later. Okay, one hour. Can you just come back
2: later, please? At the top of that hierarchy sit Woody Harrelson's Marxist ship captain the assistant captain, Darius, and the chief stewardess, Paula. One thing that denotes their collective power is the power to say no.
6: It's always, yes sir, yes ma'am. If it's an illegal substance they want, or a unicorn. (laughs) Yes sir, yes ma'am.
2: On Thursday, in the middle of the cruise, an ever escalating and pretty gross series of events culminate in pirates blowing up the ship. But not before one of the most brilliant scenes where American Marxist ship captain Thomas and the capitalist Russian oligarch Dmitry face off and then befriend each other as the ship churns in a horrible turbulent storm.
5: I have one joke. Eh? Do you know how to tell a communist? It's someone who reads Marx and Lenin. And do you know how to tell an anti communist? It's someone who understands Marx and Lenin. <laughs> Ronald Reagan, the funny
2: guy. Pirates pick the worst day to try to hijack the cruise liner, which goes down, killing many of the guests and crew. <laughs> the third act, hopefully denoted as part three, takes place on an island where the power structure inverts. Who
5: are you? Who am I? You're the toilet manager. No. And they are pilot the manager here. Captain, who am I? It's captain. Look at me, sure. I'm the captain now.
2: (laughs) The lowest of the crew's hierarchy, Abigail, has the food gathering skills and thus the ability to end up on top. The once unquestioned patriarchal structure of crew life is now a matriarchy and one with an inverted pyramid.
1: you managed to run a fucking matriarchy, Abigail?
2: (laughs) (laughs) And what is any hierarchy if not a triangle of sadness?
4: Can you relax your triangle of sadness?
2: I'm excited to get into all of these themes as they are some of my favorite to discuss tonight.
5: We have to work together uh, mm-hmm. and uh, create a good group, uh, mm-hmm. a yeah, yeah. good society. Yes. You know the, the saying this uh, from each according to his ability to each according to his needs.
2: Anyway, before I introduce the panel, let me say, please like this video and subscribe to the Movie Night Extravaganza YouTube channel. Also, we are now monetized, so if you have any pressing questions during this live show, send us a super chat. We are absolutely obligated by international law, human rights law, to answer it. We also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash movie night extra. All of our after parties are available on there forever. Okay, let me introduce the panel. Janderworld, World, illustrator, book cover artist, comic designer, and artists forgive them an argument, co-host of Movie Night Extravaganza and Bad Takes. Conan Neutron, co-host of Movie Night Extravaganza, host of Britonic Reversal, and frontman for Conan Neutron and the Secret Friends. Zach Marsh, he's a filmmaker, musician, contributing editor at FilmSpeak. His current project is a talk in the park, and he's on Letterboxed. I, of course, am your Academy Award-nominated host in the supporting role, Forrest Miller. Let's bring out those nominees.
3: No snubs this year. Except for no. Except
1: for Nope.
3: <laughs> Except for nope. Uh, yeah, not for the show, though. Uh, Zach, welcome to the show, man. It's good to have you on.
6: Yeah, thanks so much for having me on, man. It's great to be here.
1: Uh, Zach did is I over. did I get
2: everything with that with that
6: plug? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was the most comprehensive plug I have ever had in my life. I really <laughs> I appreciate it.
3: <laughs> you should hear the end of the show. Uh, <laughs> Zach is uh, a a rare in a rare echelon that I, I believe you have probably seen everything everywhere all at once as much as the people uh, who made it. <laughs> that, that
6: uh, was, that I have cool. seen it thirty times. So. Yeah. uh yeah I, I mean you know I've
3: seen it a lot but not like how Zach marsh has seen it a lot
6: <laughs> that being that being said as someone who just edited granted a short film the Daniels have definitely watched it way more times than I am yeah, sure ever yeah, would, yeah, ever yeah. possibly could in my life so yeah, I'm, sure, I'm sure that's why there's two of them really they, ships. they've watched it like two thousand times because yeah. you know or
2: or maybe maybe they've each watched half of it a thousand times. They and, could have
6: done that,
1: yeah. Who, yeah. who, who knows <laughs> what? what
0: here, the other half was a surprise. Exactly.
6: You know, it, it's funny. Like I don't know if you guys have seen like Swiss Army, well, probably Swiss Army Man, but also The Death of Dick Long, which is the Daniel Scheinert film he did without Quan. That those films are really instructive as far as like who does what in that partnership. I think.
3: Yeah, you kind of get a feel for like how they how they work it all out and divide their labor. I think it's so fascinating that. Uh, <sighs> the like best director category this year is nuts because it's it's like you could go a bunch of different ways you have like you know the old the old warhorse uh hero doing his last ride potentially spielberg right you got the daniels which are like yeah there's nothing there for boomers at all but they are like obviously like this new vanguard then you have todd field It's like we just want this guy to keep making movies let's encourage him
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I was actually surprised <laughs> how many uh there's so many articles in his absence that were like, where's Todd? Like every time a movie didn't do well, that like critics wanted it to do well, they're like, we should just bring back Todd Field. Yeah,
3: bring him back. What's he up to?
2: <laughs> Get him in here. <laughs>
3: uh, I I am glad that I was surprised, but glad that Triangle of Sadness got, got a nod because I think it's very, very interesting and cool. It was definitely buoyed by the um the international community. This, this movie has yeah. done far better internationally than it has in this country.
2: Uh, which but you know what happens when they don't shot. give him a nod? You just saw it. He kicks the garbage <laughs> can. <in the> <laughs> ah! <laughs> exactly.
1: It's
2: gonna light you up, people. It's gonna light you up. Yeah, uh,
1: they...
5: But
3: it, I think this is a very adventurous movie. And like, even though I didn't think it was a perfect movie at all, I, I found it quite enjoyable. And it's nice to see, I never saw Force Majeure, but I, I mean, it's nice to see like somebody that's clearly a very talented, uh, internationally known filmmaker. Be honored when it's when it's not just like, you know, oh, yeah, let's uh let's see. Let's skip the bottom of the barrel here. OK, what do we got? All right. Uh, you know, <clears throat> sure. Well, let's get a chicken here. Women talking. All right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, well, and it, it feels like in a world where like the rich over and over again have face no consequences, like the best <laughs> we're really going to do at this given moment in time is like allow everyone to watch a two hour movie that's basically like wish fulfillment for like a custodian. On a cruise ship, totally. It's <laughs> it's like
3: it's like D and D for class consciousness. Yeah, sure.
2: <laughs> like, like they're they're going to be talking about this movie and like looking nervously at whoever has to clean up after right. the Oscars. Like, <laughs> well, you know, we 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 gave it a nod. Like. Yeah.
3: Yeah, no, I mean, and that that's thats one of the most hilarious things about it, right? To have it be sort of championed by people that are, you know, of a certain class distinction and, and have a certain degree of privilege. It's it's very hilarious and kind of funny that that, that, that should happen. But it doesn't change the fact that, like, the message of the, of the movie... First of all, it's entertaining as a movie, which I appreciate for just, you know, not just political didacticism. Uh, but, you know, it, it gets across things like... I mean, how great is Woody Harrelson's captain character? you know, awesome. And, and, and it's such a slow reveal to see him. Like you, you kind of have yeah. people that talk about him and like, you even like, he's knocking at the door and, you, and there's like, Oh, dip. It's Woody Harrelson. Whoa. Crazy.
2: Well, he's kind of the, the corollary for someone who's like an, you know, an Oscar judge or something like who's yeah. at that level that like votes for triangle sadness to get the nod. Right. Like he, right. Cause, he cause his class, I mean, he admits his other thing, but his class position is one of luxury. I mean, yeah. he's probably not rich, but like his bank account probably is like, you know, he's stacking. In that fucking, I mean, he's stacking enough to be drunk the entire cruise, and not have to do anything, and yet, you know, like uh, espousing ironic, all of he's these like, Woody
0: like Harrelson's uh... stoned all the time.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, He's the, the real Woody Harrelson spends most of that money on weed, and we can
2: be
0: absolutely yeah. sure,
3: <laughs> like
0: <laughs> the weed dude. pants from The Simpsons. Yeah, it, yeah, it, which I'll, might I'll... have
2: made him tolerate the uh, rich people more. Like, yeah, you know, maybe. if you get drunk around people you hate, it's not going well. If you get high enough around people you hate it's <laughs> probably not going great but like still <laughs> that that was unfortunately timely
3: that Woody uh hosted uh, SNL this, this
6: I I I was just going to say and the <laughs> herding good SNL jokes like the captain to me is like the <laughs> that is people's idealized version of who they wish Woody Harrelson actually was in real life right basically right.
3: <laughs> so no <laughs> i i i back that because it's it's yeah, look, so first of all, anyone expecting, like, a, a celebrity, even, like, a great actor like Woody Harrelson to be, like, you know, very, like, in, in, informed class warrior with perfect politics or something along those lines, you know, come on. <laughs> like, that's, there's yeah. there's no way that that's happening. It's great to see him play it. And I actually really got into uh his character in the oligarch like when they kind of like get this weird friendship going kind of yeah. where they're just like getting wasted together <laughs> like like i thought that was amazing and that that yeah. was uh i didn't actually see that coming i just thought it, that the the fellow from pusher was going to continue to be like the butt of the joke uh mm-hmm. and i was fine with it cuz he's 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 great he's he's such a brilliant on-screen presence
2: yeah, but they were setting him up for the for the later joke, which is like, you know, everyone's a capitalist, so you get stuck on an island with, you know, and. and right, right, right. But, but this is.
0: Bird. He's so close <laughs> to getting it, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That, yeah. That's it, 100%. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's, he's um, the Andrew Yang of the uh, Cruise. Right there. You're right there. You almost said. <laughs>
6: well I also i like how the movie makes you think that maybe he is getting it and then his wife washes up on shore and you watch him take her jewelry off of her body yeah, because yeah, yeah. Oh. he's gotta he's gotta keep the money and it's like oh this guy's he's hopeless
3: yeah yeah it's uh well and it's it's a very brutal movie for scenes like that which just yes. are pretty pretty unflinching oh, by the way the one the one snub with triangle i think that should have been in uh Got a nomination for this because
6: she's freaking yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess and, and now like I, I, I mean, it comes from watching everything everywhere so many times. You, you kind of realize how that Jamie Lee Curtis is excellent in the film. She's so good. But and, ha- and, but and how
3: not, has she not been nominated like before? Right. That's well, crazy. that's the
6: thing, right? But but that being said, like she's, I think she is just barely my number six. I would still probably put Dolly De Leon in that. Yeah, in that slot. Um. You know, especially because I mean, you know, it the film has another nomination in that category, and it has nine nominations on top of that. I, I would. Yeah, it's, it's like not it's see. not
3: hurting as a film, right? It's not yeah. like they didn't get noped.
6: No, no, and that's <laughs> and I mean the noped cinematography snub is we can get into that later or something because that's so, that's just
3: so egregious. But but uh, this is I, I feel like this is this is the rare movie that's both very entertaining but also kind of difficult too. Yeah. like it's kind of like parts of it are a bit of a slog like when even when you're when it's starting off and you're like what what's their deal what's this couple's hold like and then like and and like you're you're like is this about models am i watching the right movie what what is happening and then Mm. like it all makes sense later on but like the way he unfolds it it's so careful and takes so much time that you really get the establishment
0: the film so early in it so you know you're watching the right movie (laughs) (laughs) can you relax your
2: triangle of sadness please Yeah, yeah
0: that's like first five minutes, you know, it's like, okay, okay. I'm watching the right which movie. I was like,
3: ah, okay. All right. You got it. <laughs> all right. Uh, but, but like, I love all that stuff. It's just, it's kind of almost seems like uh, he's doing like four kind of different films and all kind of doing them at the same time, which is ambitious. And I think for the most part it works. I mean, uh, again, there's some, there's some real um, genuine emotional pathos happening in a movie that has so much vomit and feces flying around. <laughs>
2: Yeah, so, um, like, getting into his his side of it or whatever, I found, like, uh, there's this interview that, and I'll I'll play parts of the interview throughout this, but, like, um, I found him talking about the idea and, like, where he came up with it kind of interesting because, uh, so his wife is a fashion photographer and is, like, very immersed into that world, which, you know, the the beginning scene, um, I don't think he talks about it in this clip, but um, the beginning scene with the elevator and the restaurant is something that happened to him at Cannes with his wife, like, you know, they were just dating for like the, the first time or something. And he was paying for all the meals at Cannes and was like, am I being used by this uh, fashion wow. photographer? So like rip,
3: rip from the headlines, by the way, this this here <laughs> and this is not going to work for the podcast listeners. But this is like every time four takes a screen cap. This is what I look like.
2: <laughs> it's really hard to get everybody at once Well,
3: somebody's always it? looking down or blinking. what's the time of doing whatever. it
2: blind on here i'm just like all right yeah. i hope nobody
4: blinks at this moment exactly. and they always do
3: they always do I, whatever
4: <laughs> what started i did was uh, when i met my wife uh, uh she's a fashion photographer so uh i got very interested in in the fashion industry and uh uh by the way, his voice is the same voice that uh, Peter
2: Sellers uses for Doctor Strangelove, and it gets—it's <laughs> you, you get used to it, but it's
4: hard at first. I got interested in beauty and beauty as a currency. Uh, I, I thought it was interesting that uh, it's one of one of the uh, few things that can make you climb in class society, except from money and education. So I I started to uh, uh, do research in the in the fashion world, and uh, I started to uh, find out interesting facts, like for an example that the male models are earning one fourth of what the female models are doing. Uh, male model is—they uh, actually called male models So they say, can we get the male model on set? It was really like a, 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 in the fashion world. There's also an upside-down pyramid if you look at the uh, uh, how do you say the default society, and uh, so so it starts already with a with an upside-down pyramid in some way since the since the main character is a male model and and his girlfriend and, Who is the they're sister? a branded yeah. couple basically yeah, yeah right and there. their influence are influencer couple yeah right
6: so that's what starts yeah. the
4: idea yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah yeah and then i wanted to take uh, uh take a look on this uh, beauty as a currency in the fashion world and see how the structures are working there and then go to luxury yacht and then then we end up on a deserted island so it's basically like three different of chess boards that I'm like playing around with the characters.
6: I feel like there's another version of the film that like, or, or there could have been another version of the film made by somebody else where it's just the Island. Yes. You know what I mean? Like the, the, it's just the sunken. So I, I, again, you and I have talked about this and we're cool spoiling yeah. this. Yeah, I mean, it's really hard to spoil this movie yeah. actually. Um, but the, the, boat with all the rich people goes down and a few of them end up on the island in sort of this i mean i don't want to say in a survivor kind of way because they're not working together uh but they're sort of trying to figure their lives out on this island. you could have just started there
4: yeah sure i i think that what was important for me was to (laughs) with turning points and i love turning points in a movie when you can like, as I said, turn upside down on the structure or create a new kind of setup that reflects the thematics of the film in just a different way. And since I did Force Majeure and The Square, the two previous films that I've done, I, <clears throat> I had a, a, I, I was very speculative. You know, I wanted to take a very attractive environment like a ski resort. And then I want to discuss uh, uh, gender expectations. So and, and, uh, and in the square, I took, took another attractive environment, you know, the art scene. Uh, you, you know, you want to go and click on it. And in this film, I actually wanted to take three uh, attractive environments, the fashion world, the luxury yacht and the deserted island. So uh, I knew already from the beginning that I didn't only want to have one of them. I wanted to have extra, extra, extra.
0: I mean, as we know, just being on the island, it's just Gilligan's Island.
2: (laughs) Except for, you know, the skipper, the skipper goes down with the ship.
6: It's interesting interesting to me that the the point the interview made, but like, you know, the the island could have been its own movie because I I always think about, um, I think it was Tarantino who said, like, the opening of There Will Be Blood, where he falls down the well and breaks his leg and has to crawl back to, to society could have been an entire movie in its own. Um, yeah, I
0: think
6: James Franco was in that. Yeah, <laughs> I I really I dig when movies do that when they have like like an act of a movie could be a movie in its own and the island is like its own film. Yeah, and 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 it's also like you know the film kind of threatens to pull it's like he's walking so many tightrope walks it threatens to pull itself completely apart and, and it seems like it is at multiple points on the island and then in the final like ten minutes he manages to marry everything he was doing in the first in the first part and everything he was doing on the yacht it all comes together just like at the snap of a finger and it's you know it's the it's the moment where i was like oh yeah this is this is one of my favorite movies
3: yeah, yeah. I, you're 100 right and this is one of the reasons why like when i saw it i was like i don't i'm gonna know as little about this as possible i'm just gonna walk into this and like see what this is all about and i felt really good about that decision because there was definitely times where i'm like What is happening? (laughs) Like what what is what what's going on? Like where where where's it? And but like it was also the unsettled nature of it actually helps with the narrative, I think. And that's that's where the movie really succeeds. Cause you see things like, you know, like they're 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 trying to, you know. Ostensibly do Animal Crossing or something, uh, like, like at the end, right? And if you didn't have like the built-up stakes of them, like just arrogantly, uh, you know, talking about like whatever the hell was going on in their lives and their fortunes, you know, and, and being bored and blasé about it on, on the on the ship beforehand, then who care? Who like you wouldn't have any stakes for any of it? And like you get a lot of aspects of things from other movies. I think the only. Thing- the one thing I don't love about it is I think it's kind of it's a little bit drunk on its own self-importance at, at certain moments, and um, but we live in nuanceless times, so that's <laughs> that's that's the way it is, you know. And I, I have the same beef with the menu. <laughs> See what I did there? Because I think that uh, like you don't need to broadcast it necessarily, but uh, I guess you do. I don't know.
6: Well, now now I want to know what you think of "Don't Look Up" because if you want to talk about movies that are nuanceless.
3: I, well, absolutely, but I think that was the entire. We did we an did episode. Whole episode of that. You can actually watch that <laughs> with uh, Jerry Casali of Devo, and uh, yeah, definitely a mixed, a, a mixed bag. I, I quite liked it, and I even defended it amongst to a lot of people. But also, I think a lot of a lot of folks, people were mad that it was there was nuancelessness. so it's like, that was literally the point. Yes, it's literally the point of the movie. <laughs> Like if you if you didn't get that, I don't know what to tell you. Like, what did you think this? What do you think this is gonna be? What time period do you think we live in?
2: Yeah, I think I think Adam McKay <laughs> called it like a guttural screech into the void or something. Yeah. Like his own. He was like, "This is me screaming." you know into the void that everyone should start paying attention and it's like people like oh look at this motherfucker screaming into the void
6: <laughs> well and, and i mean like it's a it's a movie that opens with a with a text quote of like my 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 grandfather died peacefully of a heart attack 150 passengers on his plane not so much or something like that <laughs> right like, like, yeah
3: yeah yeah the whole comedy bit yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but i think that this is like this is uh, triangle lacks nuance in in a different way but it's the nuance isn't the point. The point is to show that, like, like everybody gets a chance to be terrible in this, you know? Like, even yeah. Dolly DeLeon's character, who we're rooting for, because she literally, in her regular life, is the one who, like, cleans up people's shit, right? Like, and so it's hard not to be like, yes, go get it, go get it. But, like, you know, she's a little tyrant, too. Like, <laughs>
1: like in a different you could way. You can almost
2: see this, though, as, like... Um... Like if you wanted to interpret this a different way, almost as like a dream that she's having as the ship goes down or something, you know what I mean? Like Oh, sure. Um, okay. I'm I'm not I'm not saying that, that is the but like it's it's her like it's almost like her wish fulfillment, right? From the very beginning. Mm-hmm. You see her kind of walking yeah. on the couple of She gets having, the model, like, dude, her, you know, and it's like, is like the, yeah,
3: yeah, you're with me now, you know, like you know, she gets to literally
2: like uh like just fucking cuck her boss and make her boss into like the beta, like yeah, and, you know what I mean? So like I don't think right, that's yeah. what it is, but I'm saying like the last third of this feels like um, it's like you know, it, it's it's dream custodian, wish fulfillment, pretty much.
0: Yeah, you you could you could make that case, yeah. yeah. And for the old heads, that was Forest Mermaids. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Wow, that would, that would, yeah, that's ancient. That's a deep cut right there. (laughs) That is, that's so deep. I doubt anyone would actually get it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, so Zach, I mean, what do you think? Like,
2: shout out to the one person who's been there since the beginning that (laughs) who's like,
0: might be watching this later, be like, (laughs) I get that joke. I was on that episode. Yeah, I understood
6: that reference.
3: (laughs) Exactly. Uh, he's doing the Leo point at the end. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what, but what do you think? What do you think, Zach? What do you think? What do you think about all that? Like, I mean, especially like, I, again, I don't think anyone would ever accuse this film of being subtle, but I think that's also not the point,
1: right?
6: Well, yeah, because I think, I mean, I, I think there's, there are a lot of ways in which like, yeah, like a lot of ways life is nuanced, but also a lot of times life is not nuanced and it's very rash yeah. and loud. And especially when you're dealing with like, you know, rich people's interactions with poorer people. Um, yeah. it it's 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 funny because, you know, you might, maybe the section of the film that involves the vomiting and the shit is a little, you know, excessive. Right. But I think other than that, I actually find this a very sincere film. Um, You know, I find, I I just find that it's, it's, it's human interactions are very true to life. They feel very true to life at least. So it's, it's, it's a film that yes, it's, 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 it's unnuanced, but it's also, it, it also kind of is, you know, it, it's 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 unnuanced on the surface but when you kind of dig deeper into the emotionality of it it it, it actually feels like it, it it is it's it's very complicated like, again it's it's one of the tightrope walks that ustlin's doing the entire time and he somehow at least for me he doesn't fall off at any point
2: i i think i think one level of that is uh that i notice is like um, the disposability of various characters throughout it, right? Like, because yeah. there's, there, there's the very unsubtle thing where he literally is like, "Oh, I don't like that," you know, uh, the guy that I chose for after party thing, the you know, the hunky guy with the fucking chest hair. It's like yeah. I don't like that he's, you know, that my girlfriend was flirting with him, and I'm gonna send that guy away, and they, not thinking that he's actually gonna get sent off the ship or whatever. And then he does. But then also the disposability of uh, Dimitri's wife when she washes up on shore. Yeah, the disposability yeah. of, of every male model that you see in the beginning when they're looking through, like, you know, one of the biggest modeling campaigns probably of the male. Like, it's his blue steel or whatever. And right. <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, right. and, yeah. and they're like, oh, well, that was like four years ago. He's disposable. Uh, like, I mean, female models are always seen as disposable and, you know, they're just kind of on there because she's an influencer and she's hot at the moment. But like, you know, at some point she says in the beginning, like, it's like, if I got pregnant or something, I couldn't work anymore. I can't do a regular job. This is a short-term burn through commitment. So like the disposability of all these various characters and the replaceability, um, and you know, as you get into the hierarchy, like the most replaceable character is Abigail, uh, on the ship. But then, once you get to the island, she is not like she's they she are is, like irreplaceable. They are she's the only with, yeah. one, man. Yeah, yeah. She's you can't the only really one play. who can catch fish with her hands. Like, so I, I think that who, who knew cleaning that's toilets could
0: to, uh, you know octopus hunting.
1: <laughs>
2: but so yeah. that but that's part of beauty is currency, right? Because right. currency is also currency, and you see somebody like and, and social
3: capital in, in its way. Uh, yeah. yeah.
2: But I mean, I for to an extent, like there is the, you know, the one Swedish guy that uh, is, you have to think that, you know, someone kind of ghosted him on the fucking trip and he keeps sending her pictures or whatever. But yeah. like, you know, to, to an extent, like <laughs> the grossest two guys on the ship are the richest and they're kind of surrounded by women at all times. And, yep. you know, but like that, they beauty...
3: are not in the same class as them. Yeah. yeah well, <laughs> well, that,
2: well, that beauty is, is, is both uh, a currency, but also intangible and also gets burned through constantly. And at some point, you know, you're you, like, you have kids. And if you're not somebody's trophy husband and you're uh Yaya, which I kept thinking about Jaja Gabor <laughs> every time they said, yeah, yeah. But, but, uh, yeah like it
3: was hilarious to be to be clear but. yes
0: yeah <laughs> we, we covered that but, on like... an episode before you joined us you that
3: was a long time ago and i would be shocked if anybody noticed it but yeah it was our most watched
2: episode <laughs> oh well there you go <laughs> it was the one that we did with natalie sure Na- yeah
3: <laughs> nothing we ever do will, will be better than that one
2: episode apparently with <laughs> natalie um so. no so just uh yeah so just thinking through like that those um moments in it that I think are very uh or at least more unsubtle right or more yeah. more subtle not more unsubtle but like so I think I think at some point the the conversation about class is kind of like hitting you over the head with like literally abigail being like i'm the captain now and doing the fucking scene from uh captain phillips or whatever right, right. With, the, with the pirates but to the guy that is the pirate like <laughs> which is kind of funny uh interplay i guess but like um but then there's there's a lot of things about disposability and intangibility and you know the currency of beauty the currency of uh like attraction like all of these things that are not and, and the hierarchy on the ship itself with the stewardesses uh, or, like, attendants getting a way easier time, just like, you know, they kind of are the models in that case, um, and, and, like, you know, having a way easier time. And I also noticed that um, the, the thing on the ship with the hierarchy is the ability, and I said this in the intro, the ability to say no seems like their form of Right, currency. right,
3: because as few people have the ability to say no, but everyone else, are they're literally instructed... No matter what they say, you have to find the yes for it. You have to find yeah. like whatever crazy ass thing they ask for. It's it like an improv class. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly.
2: But yeah, I that is. I want to see the um, import
0: from that improv class.
2: But but Zach, I, I don't know. Do you want to do you want to weigh in on <laughs> any of that? It's uh.
6: Uh. Well, yeah. Well, I, I actually I, I think your point about you know the the ultimate the sign of power on the ship being the ability to say no is like really at the end of the day. I think the captain is the only person that is able to consistently say no and actually have it like stick. And, and um, which he even, does even, all the
3: time. And by like, the way,
6: like, like <laughs> Darius tries to say, <laughs> say no to uh to talking to the passengers and he gets shut down or to give the guy the tour, like he he tries to get out of that and then immediately gets stuck giving some dumbass a tour of the bridge, right? Like um right. but the captain still isn't able
2: to get out of uh at least doing the captain's dinner which is kind of that's the one yeah it's the one thing that
3: he can't get out of right because it's (laughs) because it's his the role that he occupies is literally in the name of the thing yeah but he still kind of halfway tries to get out of it
1: like dude you can't get out of it well i think on
6: on on re-watching it i my view is that he he does actually understand that thursday is the worst day to do it Right. um and he decides deliberately to, to have the captain's dinner on the day of the massive storm as his like act of defiance
2: yeah, well, and, and you know, uh, assumably everyone's kind of eating raw fish. You could assume maybe not that they're yeah. going to get as sick as they did, obviously, but like that maybe they're going to want to cut that whole thing short if you're standing yeah. there and you're like, uh, you know, hey, the boat's rocking a lot. You sure you want to meet the captain? I also think that it's funny that, you know, uh, the captain is the person who's like, you, you have to think um, like your life is most in their hands, right? Like they're commanding the ship and the way that the yeah. captain is treated on a cruise ship like that at least in this is like kind of like Mickey Mouse at fucking Disney World like everybody wants to meet yeah, the yeah. captain yeah go, go, get your picture like, taken with yeah, him yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so exactly. it's like it's like here's the guy that you know if he uh, steers the ship the wrong way and, and you know you could sink it but it's also like he's also a pretty good person to you know just shake his hand and get your picture taken with him and uh move on you know this well, is the uh, the disneyfication of uh the cruise lines yeah. <laughs>
3: and that's one of the things i love too so much about that, that like while things are getting crazier and crazier with the ship and like stuff's buffeting around and stuff they keep trying to pretend like everything's okay and they're like oh no it's fine like we'll just continue on it gets like crazier and crazier until of course we, we get the first vomit you know of, of which we, we get all the other uh, vomit and and like and it's like of course what did you think was gonna happen like are you <laughs> like like you can sit here and pretend you're having like the perfect evening like you know like at this high class like as level affair but dude maybe skip dinner <laughs> like <laughs> like like your table is like bouncing around dog come on like and
2: and also uh you you could think that maybe uh it's kind of an act of defiance for the chef who's like you think like the chef is clearly oh, exasperated can you, you imagine
3: one... the level of entitlement that that guy has had to deal with like over yeah. the
1: years yeah um,
2: yeah but and, like and but he's like he's like throwaway if we, line if, too But they're like, yeah, if we do this, the, uh, you know, the food's all going to go bad. Yeah. Like, yeah, but we still like, we can't say no to this. Like, you know, these drunk Russian people, like everybody in Europe is obviously kind of terrified of Russian people anyway. I think like, uh, they're like, they're like the wild card of the fucking continent. So you can see why there's that there's the great line. Um, which which makes it funny that like everything is going on with Russia right now because there's that one line where uh, there's like uh, you know this is just a like a like a, 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 a like oh no he, he's like he's like I'm not gonna go deal with some crazy Russian Russian person and they're like no like it's a rich Russian person he's like exactly like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that
3: doesn't make it better <laughs> no <laughs> no and, and like and you know yeah and they are like weird entitled bizarre children too and like even like a little moments are supposed to be like when uh, the you know the one woman's like trying to be empowering I'm like no come down into the pool do the do thing it's just like this is so weird and like off-putting and like it's not cool for you to be doing this and you don't realize why it isn't cool because you never had to work for a living but it's like yeah no she could be fired for that
2: and there's also uh there's a great there's the great tracking shot uh going down the ship where each of them looks miserable as they're yeah. waiting, yeah, no, the exactly. Yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. You're yeah. being like, come on, come on, go for a swim, go for a swim, come on. Yeah. And there's like these, like, uh, you know, these, these like randomly Latin American guys that are just like, or like South Asian guys, like, that are just clearly miserable. Like, come on, I want to get this fucking over with. Like, yeah. we have to do the whole dinner and everything. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah,
3: it, it's, it's kind of like I, I talk about enforced fun. It seems very much enforced fun uh, <laughs> vibes. But that's like that... I they have
6: in Russia. I was so say, it's very <laughs> Russian. Exactly.
2: <laughs> Mandatory fun. We have fun now. You yes. have fun. You have fun right now. If you'll not have fun, you've got to jail. <laughs> I've seen
3: Rocky <laughs> fun, I know they have fun. Uh, yeah, but I mean, like, it, it's... I like those old tableaus where you get to see just, just the myopicness like the not getting itness of like how they are in very different positions of power the the people that are like passengers on the ship versus the folks that are that are like working on the ship and that that like they it's so different they cannot conceive of what it is like for them and they think they understand and they don't and the reason why that works is because it is actually like that so often in real life and uh, we can get into like a larger argument about like you know how there's just no depictions of um uh, anything anybody working class that isn't a temporary embarrassed millionaire i suppose but i think from a larger perspective of why the film works is like it spends a lot of that runtime in that first like third to to the second third kind of laying into that and showing you and it's awkward and weird and very funny but awkward you know and 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 you get to see like there's people that want to get it and never will and there's people that don't care at all about getting it and are not even remotely interested in it as well but if shipwreck happens everyone's literally in the same boat
2: well and there's a level of entitlement i think to uh to even someone going well i'm sad you know that everyone in the crew is seems sad and like you know or they they don't seem like they're like having fun so i'm gonna force them to have fun and there's like a level to make myself feel better yeah like their fun
3: is incidental like, yeah. I'm going to feel better by having people have fun.
2: Yeah, oh, and 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 th- the entire reason for it and that whole power – like, that whole power dynamic is, like, then, you know, even if they're not enjoying it, they're still here for your own, uh, you know, fulfillment. And if your fulfillment is to watch them have fun, they better fake having fun for your fulfillment. Like You've given yeah. them a different job, right? Exactly.
3: They now have a different – like uh type of work that they have to do to fulfill for your happiness and like it's not it's not liberating no one thinks that you're like a cool person for doing this it's you're just making it weird
2: (laughs) and and i I think also uh the the entire like transactionality of the relationship between uh you know carl and yaya at the beginning is a similar thing where to her it's it feels- crazy that it's
3: based on like a real interaction that ruben Oslin had with his with his girlfriend that, that's a fucking that's with not- his wife crazy.
2: now like which is now i guess it worked out okay
3: right yeah like you're yes. saying. uh but like it does seem like that particular scene is like that seems like so real i'm like i don't think you could just write this like it seems like really lived in and i guess that's why it was yeah
0: yeah i was getting flashbacks to a past relationship <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> no actually same but you know um but like i i i I also love the line where and that's uh,
3: transactional too right and and yaya's character yeah. is uh like absolutely acknowledges it and like thinks able hey, well, of course it is yeah that's that's like what we're doing here right and he doesn't like doesn't get or accept that originally and then he kind of does but also kind of doesn't and kind of doesn't want to be like like and that nuance of it is is what sets everything kind of like um kind of hackles up for most of their relationship where he's like very untrusting like when she's like checking out like the dude right and then he's like well i'm gonna go i'm gonna see about this right and and then i'm thinking about another non-nuance like white lotus the first season of white lotus like the one guy is just like obsessed with like that kind of thing which is like oh my god but the thing is that people like that do exist and they come from a place of privilege only you can't if you come from a working poor background you would not know how to do that unless you were literally acting in a play or something there's yeah. no way you would ever have the temerity to like behave in such a manner yeah. and that's you know to talk up your care and behavior or whatever but like it's a manifestation for him of this internalized like he wants it to be one way it's actually another
2: well and and I would uh kind of Uh, Expand that I think when you see Him online for the uh, You know for his next gig or whatever and He doesn't seem to accept that you know The world of modeling has moved on without him And he's kind of getting older he doesn't Accept that he's kind of burning out of this uh, Modeling phase right for him he's Very carefree about it and kind of Just like waiting online and then you know they're Like well now we we want emotion we don't just Want this that was like so three years ago Which of course the most the most fashion uh, Industry thing to say in the world of course But, But he seems to not accept his own own, um his own disposability with within that uh it's not in system. his control, but this yeah.
3: stuff is in his control. And that and that's why he behaves in the manner that he does because he's trying to put control over us in a situation where he yeah it's
2: something control. and he's trying to feel he's yeah. trying to feel uh, something in in a superficial relationship but also in a superficial career also in, yeah. the, in like a superficial like everything surrounding him he's trying to find meaning out of something whereas she just kind of accepts like no I'm gonna burn through this pretty fast and if I don't find a trophy husband which isn't gonna be you by the way because you're you know <laughs> fucking you're you're British zoolander or whatever like uh you know yeah. it's gonna be some other guy. It's gonna be you it's gonna be the fucking like someone like the Russian guy. I was gonna say it would be be the
3: oligarch before BM yeah. Yeah Yeah, I mean it's and it's it what shows a good little character study of that. And then it also shows like why he's almost like so like low-key rageful at like trying to get this dude you know like uh you know whether he sought it out or not trying to get this guy fired
0: and yeah he, he carried her out he carried the dude out
3: He can't. yeah exactly
0: yeah Yeah, well i don't know what the
3: he chatted her out i don't know what's the male version of being a karen i don't don't know
2: (laughs) no he just is a karen um (laughs) (laughs) but uh like at the same time though that's someone who's naturalistically doing what he does you know like he looks good like that's the only thing he can really do he can sit that's his skill yeah exactly yeah (laughs) and this is a guy that's like a just a guy like a hand on a ship that they're like oh that guy looks good too like his one function yeah. Has now been. That's, some, that's my by, thing. Like, I do that yeah. thing. Yeah, by, 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 like, by a guy I mean, who looks like a guy who looks like Jason I, I, Manic- Mani- or whatever. Like the guy that plays Rafi on the league. He looks <laughs>
3: exactly high class Rafi. Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, not even exactly. high class because he's just a hand on a ship. Like that. Literally, just it, that. Wow. Literally would be probably what uh Jason Manzukas would be doing if he wasn't acting. <laughs> this,
3: this step up. Yeah, I mean the actual Jason Manzukas as a guy is is way is way more interested in that but uh, yeah I, I think that i think there's a lot of stuff there zach did you want to jump in on any of that i I don't want to like railroad uh,
6: no no i i think i i i think you guys uh you guys kind of covered that you know like i'm 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 honestly just engaged with listening to you guys more than anything else um this is this is nice because like when he's I he's the
3: perfect guest what i say when I, <laughs> no, when,
6: I, when I do when i do one of the film speak streams like i i don't i'm not like shutting the fuck up it's it's kind of just nice to it's kind of nice to just be actually able to listen for Gonna,
3: it's kind of nice not to be able to get word in edgewise, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I don't think I brought it up on stream yet. When I watched Triangle of Sadness, I had not seen the Pusher trilogy, which I quite enjoy. Uh, and of course, the, the fellow, uh, the actor who plays the Russian oligarch, um, he looms large as like a character in the first two and is the subject of the third one. That's a, a Zlatko Burek. I think that's how you say his name right and he's been yeah. he's been a that guy he's been a that guy sort of oh, yeah for a long time,
6: right? yeah like uh, he's he, he he you need like a you need like a slimy russian for your movie like he's kind yeah, of
3: yeah call him up yeah <laughs> what's, he do, what's he what's he doing and, and like I, I think he's fantastic in this role and it's it's nice to especially when you're for those of us you know when we're living in america you hear a lot like on cable news about russian oligarchs right it becomes this like vague Thing, this vague idea about a russian oligarch. and then when it's like oh no that dude actually is a russian oligarch okay. and they do actually behave in that manner <laughs> like it's kind of awesome like it's like you don't ever see that depicted only, know, and only... if it is it's it's depicted in a way that's like cooler than they actually are like, no they kind of they kind of suck they're kind of goofy looking they have like weird hair they don't give a damn they don't have to give a damn they're like really rich
2: <laughs> yeah no and and uh like the only difference probably between real russian oligarchs uh and the one in this is that like they have their own super yachts you know what i mean like, yeah, exactly like, oh, I he, he I mean. would have his own
3: lot he would have the, the lot that
2: well he uh, might be is. a low grade he might be like a low grade because uh, like some of them are fucking like some of like the richest people on earth like right. you you could think of him as like maybe a lower grade like he still has to take like the cruise ship to get around You know, like he hasn't, he doesn't have like super yacht money, but he's still up there. Like he he can't go to China and buy one of their fucking super yachts that nobody will buy because they're way too expensive. But he, you know what I mean? Like (laughs) they were trying to offload like 35 of them last year. And it was like, this this was right when we were sanctioning Russian oligarchs and China got fucking pissed. They were like, who's going to buy these fucking super yachts now? Like nobody, there's no one around that can buy art. (laughs) You think this fertilizer magnet's going to do it? He
3: doesn't have enough money.
6: You just sanctioned what? him.
2: You just sanctioned his shit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's,
6: that's my that's my view of his character, though. Is he, obviously, yeah, he's rich and he's successful, but he's also like, and he's like stupid rich. But yeah. he's also like, he's he took like a public cruise, you know, like he's, yeah. <laughs> which again, like you're going on cruises, you're not poor, but like, right. you know, he's he's very much one of the. Cru- crowd kind of rich rather than like i live in an ivory tower rich and i think he's he's overplaying his his wealth yeah you know, he's, he's making himself seem like he's a billionaire when he's probably like a multi multi-millionaire which is still you know not bad right, <laughs> right. it's not exactly <laughs>
1: yeah
2: uh, and 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 i mean you know i i like that this touches on the actual uh which of course, you know, Ruben Austin Swedish, he would have seen this firsthand, but like the disillusion of the USSR, where it kind of becomes this um, like libertarian, neoliberal hellscape where all of a sudden you can just kind of be like some random guy that fucking was selling enough fertilizer to build an empire out of nowhere because they like, it was, it was was literally literally the the right
3: shit at the right time.
2: yeah, Yeah. Well, and, and they say it in this, like, you know, it was the wild West and like literally the description that everyone uses for that is like, no, this was the Wild West. Like, you you could consolidate and probably fucking kill enough of your competitors, you know, because this is the time where the Russian mafia was, like, yeah, you know, yeah. brolic. Like, you could probably kill – you could probably have enough of your competitors turn up in a thing of shit or whatever with, like, shit stuffed in their mouth and, like, suffocated or whatever, like, for you to be the fucking king of shit.
1: Yeah.
3: (laughs) To to be king shit of fuck mountain, as they say.
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs)
3: Well, and he won, uh, he won, Zlatko won uh, best actor for this, for the, and the European Film Awards. And, you know, again, it's interesting to see, especially as we cover uh, the, the various features for the Academy Awards, like how things are portrayed and how things are understood and honored internationally versus here. And I think probably the only way that that's kind of getting over with folks is just how big of a deal All Quiet on the Western Front is. Yeah, I, I think that's getting over. Other than that, I think it's like like decision to leave, snubbed. One of the worst snubs since since Nope, frankly,
2: one of the worst uh, snubs we've <laughs> <routine>. seen. <laughs>
3: well, and Banshees like Banshees. I like, you know, technically speaking, it's international, but it's Martin McDonough. I mean, like he, he's he's a known commodity. He's he's known to that world. I mean, Seven Psychopaths. You know, it's 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 like his his version of adaptation or something. Uh, mixed yeah, because Quentin Tarantino and and, and, and like. He's like in the group, but for people that aren't in the group, like a lot of people were, I was surprised by how how much *Al Quiet in the Western Front* has like kind of captured people's imagination. But when *Triangle of Sadness* was nominated, I'm like, yeah, no, I get it, because it's like this is a big like this in in Europe, this was like much bigger hit, and, and and like it connected with people in a way that look, there's much more discussion of open class consciousness than yeah. there than there here.
6: Well, it's it's a I mean obviously won the palm door like it's oh, a can yeah. film if there was ever a can film oh, you know? yes.
3: yeah yeah i mean yeah. it's like central casting write me a con oriented film you know, yeah
1: yeah, yeah.
0: yeah it's, I, it's, I, it's, I know the other thing too is like uh you know most people in america don't get to connect with people like that uh, yeah. i lived in the berkshires for a while and yeah, uh, a yeah. right when the berkshires was like the place to go if you had money uh too and i was working retail and and I met these people, uh, every single day. And let me tell you, it was not fun. Um, although then Harrison Ford would show up and that was fun. But, uh, (laughs) did he fly his plane? No. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) I barely got out of that one alive.
2: (laughs) Um, yeah, well, and, and something that I found kind of interesting, which is why I included it in the intro is that, um, this is the first technically English language film that Ruben Austin has done, which I mean, you know, it's interesting that All Quiet the Western Front is not an English language film, um, but is nominated yeah. for the because l- I think the language barrier is a big part of it. So his snub from uh, his snub from, you know, best foreign language film pretty much is what it is like for, for the one in 2014 um, Force Major, like you know, he, he
6: put that whole video out. Which and they then... remade.
3: Didn't they remake that like with, the,
6: um, with Will Ferrell, Will downfall. Ferrell. I haven't seen yeah. that yet.
3: I haven't either. Yeah. Now, uh, I, I got a question. Wait. So, you.
2: so wait, so what I'm saying is, so then the, the, the square was in both Swedish, Danish, I guess, and English, um, you know, because, uh, Elizabeth Moss or whatever was like the, the, the star of yeah. that. And so, um, So, but that was still considered a foreign language film and it got nominated as a foreign language film because this is, you know, this film is entirely in English. It was up for the, for for best picture instead, which is kind of something that I find fascinating. Also the fact that, uh, I mean, it was a huge hit in Sweden. His first video that was just like Swedish director freaks out, which is a hilarious day for a video because it hundred percent is him listening to that live and then decided to kick a, a, a trash can. And then he uploaded that and was like, and People it's going to satirical yeah no no <laughs> but, it's uh, deeply yeah.
1: hilarious
2: I, so then, I, so I, then his yeah. nomination he had the whole cast to a video and that's the the one where <laughs> uh you know she's screaming or whatever into so, the thing like so so that was the second one i feel like um if he didn't get nominated he would have kicked up such a like a shit storm that uh they were like no let's let's give him let's give him the nod like i feel like that had to play it into a little bit because that one the first video went viral um and, did. it did it was, was a huge I, yeah. I saw that
3: video without having known any of his films at the time and i was like this is hilarious <laughs> like i love this this is this is great why not you know like bully them they deserve it
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> i haven't
2: even i haven't even seen the movie and you know what he he should have gotten that <laughs> I, i'm 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 for it now
3: <laughs> what, what movie was it yeah yeah nominate him
2: <laughs> yeah. for Forest major yeah Get that get that shit force majorie
3: majorie
0: marjorie, Mar- marjorie? Yeah, force Marjorie. to do what
2: <laughs> to resign because i because i think that should get nominated <laughs>
0: and now do you think uh, that the uh, rise of uh foreign films uh getting you know like like non-english speaking films getting nominated has something to do with the fact that we're uh you know reading taxes you know texts more uh as opposed to uh <laughs> You know, earlier generations uh that that didn't
3: i so i think that's a really good question I, andy and i think personally that uh most people these days are streaming stuff when you're streaming stuff it's very easy to throw subtitles on right and some people some people have them on because like whatever the household's noisy or like you or know, you're like, like me half deaf or you're like Andy and you're half deaf. Exactly. Uh, and I think that what used to be stigmatized, like, I don't want to read if I go to the movies, I'll just read a book, you know, like that That mindset seems to have disappeared. And I think, honestly, a lot of it is kind of like Parasite kicking the doors open, too. Yeah. Because that happened to be the rare time where I'm like, oh, yeah, the movie that I actually thought was the best picture of the year won best picture.
2: Yeah. I I also think that uh, the rise of like, um, you know, like Criterion channel, like, because I mean, they always did the Criterion box sets and stuff, but I feel like more people are watching foreign films now you um, have but,
3: the access yeah. to
2: do it cuz a lot of times you remember
3: like you had to like have like a, first of all have a local video store we'll start with that then have it be good and then have it be available and also know that like it was something that you wanted to see which basically meant that you needed someone that was like a, a, a film estate that worked at the video store that you had a relationship with which I'm lucky enough you know I had I had that for like years uh, but like if you didn't have that and you live in like you know Bumblefuck Iowa or something like you know like you didn't have the opportunity, so now anyone with an internet connection uh, has that opportunity and it's it's there and it's I think that's not anything to be taken lightly and I think that's one of the reasons why you see this re-examination of film do you get like things like chantelle ackerman's films getting put into like you know like one of the most prestigious lists uh, of major cinema where people are like what who oh i gotta check this out crazy
1: yeah uh rather than but, just but I also like, I, I think if it was
2: just movies. if it was just netflix i don't i don't think or just uh like amazon yeah. prime or something like i think the fact that specifically yeah, you're, you're right because because yeah, yeah.
3: netflix is like king of like the low mid movie where it's like oh it's just good enough it's just yeah. good enough that, like, it's something to throw on. Whereas Criterion's like, oh man, all right, do I really want to see a Tarkovsky movie right now? Jeez, okay, how long do I got? Let's see, when am I supposed to be trying to go to bed? But then, like, you watch it, and you're like, fuck, that was amazing. That was so good. But, like, it, it's, you gotta have the store open for people to be able to get into it. And the fact that uh, people do, and uh, for folks, that, and one thing I didn't realize, I was giving recommendations to my friend Damien from McCluskey. Uh, uh, For movie stuff, movie, M U B I, Movie uh, Extravaganza, brought to you by Movie. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, because I recently signed on to, I signed on to watch the Park Chan book movie to, uh, to watch Decision to Leave. And they have a bunch of others too. And I'm like, oh, great, that's awesome. And he was like specifically asking for Rex for that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I think there's, you know, this is on Criterion Channel. I didn't realize Criterion Channel is only US and Canada, it's not in Europe. But movie is so that's one of those things where it's like, oh, that's interesting because if you're you yeah. know <laughs> looking to film snob it up, you're not gonna be able to have that service if, if you're in Europe. But then like I guess movies kind of like filled that, that role for uh the, the international audiences, and I think that's movie, movie comes because well, it's what's because, available.
2: Well, movie movie comes in clutch because it's not just movies they have on there, they'll promote other movies or stuff like and show you where yeah, they're streaming. they're,
3: they're like, almost trying to like uh yeah, like almost be like a recommendation service too. Like it's yeah. sort of like they, they do they do both. But they're also being like, oh, but by the way, if you liked uh you know this film, then you should check out this short that the director did like 10 years ago too. And you know, I'm I'm totally here for anything that does that, but frankly. But that's not what like Netflix does, that's what Hulu does. That was any of these like the major streaming services do. love. Speaking
2: love. of that, I uh I watched a short that Ruben Austin did uh like 10 years ago and that that i got i don't i don't even remember how i came upon it today i just kind of stumbled on it and it, he recreated a uh bank that got robbed in stockholm he mm-hmm. recreated like uh footage that somebody had from that and literally just like took 90 actors this was the first thing he ever did like 90 actors outside and like a shitty it's camera called- um it's called an incident at the bank i think it's uh, a <laughs> I could have guessed that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's called Planet of
3: the Apes, Conan. Oh, what's it about? But that uh, makes GCVD
0: crap. look like I have a brilliant incident. Title.
3: Incident
2: by a bank. Oh, what? It's called The Blob? Huh? What's it about? <laughs> Documenting in the eyewitness account of a botched bank robbery. Perplexed uh, bystanders watch as the drama unfolds in front of them. It's probably like the biggest crime that happened in Sweden that year. Like, <laughs> oh, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. It's You're like, wow. The only crime that happened in Sweden. Yeah exactly. <laughs> Some, someone grand, someone yeah. robbed the bank and and fired off two shots and uh you know It's like Andrew just... is going to
0: get a roommate. <laughs> 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 well done.
3: Yeah, he's uh Yeah, I, I haven't seen that one. I I, I am guy yeah, I I knew him, knew him more from his reaction videos than for his films before this frankly, which is atypical of me. I usually am up on this kind of stuff but i i never i didn't i didn't actually see force majeure and uh or force marjorie if you
2: if you
1: prefer
2: (laughs) farce Uh, marjorie yeah it's the farce (laughs) that she's in fucking congress exactly (laughs) here's the donate (laughs) link yeah. So like, <laughs> Conan. Conan normally. Me comes... a Brooklyn dad for more takes.
6: <laughs> Conan normally comes for the movies and stays for the memes. But when it comes to Swedish filmmakers, he does it the opposite way around.
3: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I mean, t- talk to me about Vinterberg. You know, we, that's why we did another round. Which they're gonna, they're gonna make a uh, freaking. Uh, US version of it's gonna be terrible.
6: Oh, it's gonna suck.
3: It's It's gonna be horrible.
1: (laughs) can
6: Can we talk about how like the how dark the ending of another round is? Like it's really depressing because he he falls back into alcoholism again, and everyone everyone else watching the movie is like, "Yay, free spirit living!" And it's yeah, like, "Yeah, he's
3: dancing around."
6: And like, we got no. we
2: got to talk about this during the uh, the after party.
1: Yeah, um, we did do
3: a uh, we we uh, Zach we did do an episode another round with our friend Matthew, film guy who's on a Majority Report and whatnot, who's as big of a fan of as I am, and that was very exciting for me. <laughs> I mean, a, no, and also, these film. other guys were on too, and they, I think they had an okay time. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's oh, a, wait, it's a fantastic film. So uh, <laughs> let's let's talk about it during the after party because you know, well, yep, yep. And then let's go through the uh, Oscar nomination list. I feel like because we should. Yeah, do I it think one more I time. think that'd be
3: a lovely idea if Zach got the time.
2: Um, I do. But uh, so this so this is this is him talking about the paying scene, and uh, this is the clip that I that I pulled up where he's actually talking about how he came up with the idea for that.
4: Nice. You didn't say it. The the bill, as I call it, uh, is actually something that happened to me and my wife eight years ago. It was in the beginning of uh, our relationship. Uh, I wanted to impress her, so I invited her to come. Every night I brought her out to dinner. So the first night and the second night and the third night, I was always paying the bill. But at a certain point, I started to feel like um, I can't play this role all the time. I like her too much, so I have to take the bull by the horn and bring this up in some way. This is a situation that I love because this is a dilemma. The main character, Carl, he has uh, two or more choices and none of them are easy. And here we see first that Shelby is looking at the bill. I hope that the audience sees that also. And then Right there! And we all know what that means. You should pick up the bill now, Carl. And Charlie uh, Dean had a very, very skillful way of like sending those uh, eyes over to to Harris and uh, and using the pauses in the right way. You could tell that uh, that, that she's really, really skillful in, in when it comes to timing and and it comes to understanding the, the dynamics of a scene. And here in the background, we can see also that uh, that we have the window and in the opposite of Carl. Carl is cornered, he has a wall just behind his back, but uh, when we were shooting it we wanted it to be that uh, Yaya have uh, uh, more space behind her back and like in this area, like uh, there's much more space. A little bit like that, okay, that's where the freedom is and Carl is completely cornered and in order to get to the freedom you have to get through Yaya first. First of all, I think that when we were shooting this that it was important that you could see all of Carl's body. Because it's so much in the body language that, that tells us about how he's trying to deal with the situation. We tried to put uh, Carl uh, uh, a little bit more in the darkness and uh, with his uh, back towards the wall. And uh, that was in the intention of trying to show that he is cornered. When we were shooting the shot, it was actually a little bit tighter he was uh, a little bit bigger in the frame but afterwards i decided to digitally zoom out a little bit because i wanted to have uh, in connection uh, uh, in the frame uh, all of the upper part of the body because you see so much in the in the body language that expresses like the kind of awkward awkwardness he's trying to deal with when i was doing the storyboard picture i think the hand that was close to the to the bill was also something that was important. When I'm working on the script, then I like to draw storyboard pictures. I spent quite long time to to draw these pictures because being concentrated in drawing the storyboard pictures makes me think about the scene in a different way than when I'm writing the script. I'm working with small, small details. So if you look at the storyboard picture, you can see that his hand is in the image, but in the storyboard picture, we don't see Carl. We only see Yaya that has the uh, makeup mirror in front of her face, like covering her face in order to avoid seeing the, the build. And I enjoy so much doing these storyboard pictures because if you want to work on the small, small details, You have to find a way of making yourself concentrated on the actual topic for a long time and drawing and just sitting in the computer because I draw these images in Photoshop and then all of a sudden you come up with a great idea that is connected to the scene in some way.
0: Make that man
3: do comics. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, i was going to say he's got the he's got the artistry down. Yeah. Well, well, I was I was going about, to lose like, the
2: comics and I I turned yeah. around and I realized just comics would make a very good movie, but I already had a contract to do the comics. So I tried <laughs>
0: No, no, <laughs> so I, I made, I I made that, a like, movie where really I'm drawing the comics like, in shop. You know, the composition of what's in the frame and it's like, man, like yeah. like like uh a lot of times if you, if you look at storyboard artists, uh and and I hate this, like like um remember in the nineties, there were like all those guys working for image comics that, that were like, just like third rate knockoffs of like the studios they were working for. Um, a lot of those guys now are doing storyboards for, for films. And if you see their storyboards, they're, they're trash. They're just like, just like (laughs) little scribbles that give you like, like an idea, a gesture of like what the, what the composition of of the screen is going to be. It, I mean, it works. It communicates what it's trying to do, but, it's not like that where, where it's like this nice clean thing, uh, which, which is kind of nice.
3: Andy does comics by the way, Zach, that's, that's mm-hmm. one of the reasons why that's relevant. I, right? I, I,
6: I, yeah, I, well, I picked up from the, from the, uh, dr- from the, uh, artistry of like the, each episode's, uh, thumbnail. Yeah. Good, good. <laughs> projectile the way,
2: what up, what up yeah. to the emo yeah. dragon. He's, he's
3: yeah. uh, I, I
0: spent a lot bad? of time last night on that, uh, on that. We, <laughs> <laughs> we,
3: we, we believe you. Uh,
0: yeah, I, I, I think
3: that that's such a cool scene too. Cause also you get like, um, uh, cause he, cause he's talking, he's talking about the job, right? He's talking about like, and well, that's where the, my, my subtitle, the the grumpy brand, where it's like, you know, the the grumpy brands pay more and like, they're, they're more considered more important. I, I love that. that there's like breaking it down. So like, just cynically about what this is. But if you're, again, if you're, you know, a spokesmodel or a model on a campaign or something. Of course, that's like these are things that you have to think about, right? Like, well, and then you instantly
2: start thinking about brands and like commercials you've seen, and you're like, oh no, yeah, like, <laughs> like the, yeah. the like a like a bunch of people at an H and M commercial or in an Old Navy commercial or something like that, right? They look entirely different than like gucci or something and it's somebody yeah. looking down to you being <laughs> right like, right yeah yeah, yeah yeah i can't afford this shit i'm wearing gucci like what the fuck are you wearing motherfucker like
1: <laughs>
3: yeah and it's you know i think it's so key that and again to understand like why he's like so kind of off kilter and off off put in the relationship which allows him to kind of just refocus that control enthusiasm towards basically being the worst passenger ever Uh, because he has no control over anything, right? Like, and she's clearly, like, not engaging with him in any way about anything that, any way that he wants to, and then, like, does, like, that, like, kind of, like, well, you're trying to duck the goddamn bill, aren't you? Like, that's what you're trying to do. After being, like, you know, kind of, like, not engaging with me in the conversation, how I thought it would be. And it's very funny, (laughs) but it's also sort of, like, yeah, I can see where that could be obnoxious. Like, if that's, Think of it like, like this isn't the bottle that's happened one time. This is like the 20th time or the 30th time or something. Yeah. Right?
2: And I mean, it's kind of it's kind of funny when he confronts her in the elevator and she's like, well, I got you that shirt. And he's like, well, that shirt was free. And this hotel room stay was free. Like, it's like you're not spending money on any of this stuff. Like, and the money's yeah. not the point. Obviously, he's looking for the emotional connection. And she's not getting that because, I mean, I, I'm sure she's she not going to give that. it to him, though. And she's yeah. pretty straightforward yeah.
3: about that. But he's not <laughs> listening. He doesn't like the answer. So he's not listening. And so that just causes him to, to be like just a menace, basically.
2: I, I like I like that. He tries to find the emotional connection then with Abigail, who kind of shuts him down in the same way. And he's like, I don't want to get in the middle of your thing. Like, yeah. I just want like the hot guy in my uh, so life. Like- yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> like,
3: so great. Like he's finally getting objectified the way that he wanted to be, you know, so good. <laughs> so good. <laughs> and it's like, oh, not you, though. Oh, I guess you. OK, fine. But
6: I think uh, I think he's in, in, you know, you can you can add like elements of toxic masculinity into it and whatnot but i think he is in yeah. love with yaya like completely oh 100 that's, yeah. that's my central like my thing like this is a movie about a guy who is in love with a deeply in love with a woman who will never feel the same way about him yeah and it's it's surrounded by all this stuff about class conflict and marxism and and uh you know but but at the end of the day what triangle of Sadness is about to me is about it's about carl and it's about him having completely unrequited feelings for Yaya. And that's, well, and, that's the and center and of the movie all the way through.
2: He yeah. doesn't have, he doesn't have any control over anything. He doesn't have any control over anything. He finally has control over whether or not he uh, goes into the lifeboat and sleeps with Abigail and, and yeah. whether he gets food for them, whether he can provide in that situation. And he's like begging her to tell him what he should do. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. He
3: wants, <laughs> he, he, you're hundred percent right. He wants control of the entire film. Right. And then when he finally gets it, doesn't know what to do with it. Yeah. yeah.
2: And He's like, What what just tell me? Like, he literally has that lie where he looks in the eyes and he's he's really scared because this is the first time he's ever had to make his own decision, and he's not just kind of being dragged along by whoever else. Like, he's literally dragged along by her onto the cruise. Like, you know what I mean? Like, she's like, yeah. Oh, I got this for free. Come with me, and we can take pictures, and you can take pictures of me mostly, but you know, yeah. we can take yeah. pictures we'll, for take, our, we'll take
3: pictures, you know, for our, joint, <laughs> for our
2: joint for for our joint branding venture, pretty much, which is what the yeah. relationship is. And he right. finally gets that moment where it's like you you have to make this decision like she's gonna be angry at you but then at the same time she also is addicted to those fucking pretzels that uh you can get out of it like you have to make this choice and he's like what should i do like i don't know what 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 you want from me and it's like bro this is this is your empowering moment like she's giving you your empowering moment and you're you here's your here's your off ramp here's
3: your off ramp and you're you're
2: just (laughs) yeah
1: right down the line.
2: And, and that's why I think the end of the movie is kind of poignant because he finally does make a decision and his decision is I'm going to chase after them. And you know what I mean? Like his one decision yeah. is not really a decision. His yeah. one decision is like, I'm going to chase after the two women that I'm in this. Uh, well, He's, he's still and...
3: not for someone who constantly complains about his own for his own place in the world, and his own agency, he never uses his own agency and he's unclear about his place in the world.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, and, like... and I think he, he wants some kind of grounding, that can't exist for him for somebody in his situation and somebody like yaya just you know accepts that that grounding can't exist and gets the most out of it you know what i mean like she gets to go on like a really fun cruise or i mean it's not fun once you know but like Presumably like
3: <laughs> until the know. vomit starts. It was great. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and and she gets to do all these things and she gets to travel and she, you know, gets the hot guy that like really is in love with her, but you know, she doesn't love him back. She gets all these things because she's accepted that her place in the world is, uh, you know, temporal, like it's going to end at some point. It's yeah. going to be burned through like, uh, you know, and she, you're very- right. She's
3: looking at it. Like there's gonna, there's an end date for this. Yeah. Like, this yeah. can only go on for so long. Whereas he'd like, no, it can go on for forever. It's like, no, it really can't.
2: And and like, you can see that he can't go on forever in that very first scene when they're looking at him and they're like, Oh, you're like four years ago's model. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And he still hasn't accepted even that. Like <laughs> Yeah.
3: Yeah. And it's so like over the top, right? That it's it's easy to kind of miss the nuance of that until you see it kind of framed up with like how he's he's suffering in this very specific way because of what he can and can't accept and what he wants to be and what actually is. And
2: uh I, I think also the, the line that really, uh, you know, after watching it hit, oh, hit home for me in that in the first scene is when they look at him, they're like, oh, no, it's all about, uh, you know, portraying emotion now, which it's not about portraying emotion it's still superficial and it's still yeah. image based. But like yeah. th- this world has moved past, uh, you know, just kind of standing there and, and selling something. Now you have to add that level of emotionality to it that he's not capable of adding to it, um, but also is the thing that he actually craves in his own life or thinks he craves in his own life.
3: <laughs> These pretzels are <laughs>
1: <pendant>. <laughs> <laughs> um
2: i want to i want to talk more about uh charlie's performance i i think it's obviously heartbreaking that she passed away this yeah. is uh this is from the the can because i think she died like uh, a month or something after they she, went to it's
3: like early 20s too right she wasn't that yeah. old i know that this was like early 30s but yeah
0: okay
2: yeah i think, I think she's four years older than me so she was 32 or something?
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. She, she's not that Still old. And, like, like, well, uh, apparently it had to do with a complication from an accident she had where she lost her spleen. And if she only had her spleen, Whoa. she could have survived.
2: Yeah, it was for yeah, uh, her, her spleen. Well, she, she, went, to, she went to sepsis. Um, and it was, yeah, like, after, after, like, a decade or something after a car accident, uh, she just ended up having complications again from an accident, which kind of terrifies me because I'm someone who uh, had a pretty bad car accident. And, uh, like, in my head, she I'm thinking, like, I do have my spleen, so I'll, I'll be fine <laughs> with that. But like yeah. uh, it for a moment. <laughs> but just one of those things that like hits home. Like not only was she like extremely young, but it's like a car like you know, like you could have complications from a car accident like a decade later. And and
3: she's in yeah. Death Race three with uh Ving Rams and uh Danny Trejo. So there you go.
2: <laughs> Which I have not Death, seen. Death Race is not a good this... title for well, neither is Triangle of Sadness, but yeah. I
4: digress. I Harris, I'd like to ask both of you a question. What do you
5: think of uh, the society, of the, of the role that beauty plays in our social hierarchies and what has it meant for you?
1: I think coming from a fashion background, I definitely have an inside scoop into it and it does play a role in it, whether you are aware of it or not. And you see that in this film. And I think what makes it so interesting is in real life, we do have a currency, whether it's our wealth or
4: our beauty or our influence or our power. And then you're put into a situation where that currency is of no longer value. And then who
5: are you? What do you bring to the table? And will you be eaten first? So, I mean, my character, Carl, very much knows where he stands in that sense. I think he. <laughs> He, he, he uses it to his advantage and I think it's uh, it's something I, uh, I, I you know I value him for doing it. it's like uh, I think uh, Ruben uh, it, it makes very astute points about human behavior and I think he's incredibly observant and being uh, being a part of those conversations are uh, informative and 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 uh, and entertaining as well you know Ruben is very uh, Wonderful at, at, at picking holes in our uh, our behaviour and our egos, and and I think with uh, with this character, I really had to try and let go of that and, and, and allow myself to be pathetic and and um, you know and offer myself up as a piece of meat, and that's a an absurd thing to do, but uh, you know in the scenario, it kind of it's what works and it's what uh, it's what gets him forward. So. It's, yeah, like Shelby said, it's a part of the, our everyday, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. We have a question in the center. Seems
3: like a decent enough dude. Yeah. He, he, do, they, yeah. do they,
2: they must exaggerate his teeth in this movie because he has the most British set of fucking chompers. in
1: this movie. <laughs> fucking
6: life. Well, it's funny. British people apparently have, in terms of, like, dental health, the best teeth in the world so that stereotype has always entertained me
3: yeah they, they just well, have like gnarly ar-
0: teeth
6: yeah it's not about well, it came,
0: it came from the 60s it's not, it's not about like not on a, the
6: aesthetic level like just in terms of like like you know whatever the amount of of tooth rot they have or whatever they they have the best yeah. teeth in the world
3: maybe it's an overcorrection from that stereotype
6: yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh i false every day um so this so this is the before we go to letterbox one-liners and stuff uh there's there's one other clip of him talking about how he found charlby and i guess it was um had to do with his wife who's a fashion photographer uh like meeting her first or their friend meeting her first so i kind of thought that was cool they like literally did find like a model to you know like star as a model which i mean a lot of movies do i guess but like it's kind of cool to hear it
4: on 20 takes on all the position from take one and then we're going further and further, trying to sculpt to the scene, making it more precise. And in the end, what I do is that I tell have five takes left. And then I do a countdown. Five, four, three. And it's a way of trying to create a very intense moment where it is almost like a football game uh, that we are playing together. And we have to win this game together now. The last take, then I take the whole crew to stand behind the camera uh, and I have a gong. And I hit that gong, you know, like, okay, everybody, finish, like, last take, and I hit the gong, boom, and when the sound is completely silent. When I
1: can tell you something wrong, just talk to me.
4: What is it? When I was uh, stepping over and doing an English language film, uh, I think it was important for the actors to take quite big responsibility of how they put the words sometimes. So, when I had read this, uh, wrote the script, that I, I talked to them about the script, they were allowed to change some lines. Some lines I wanted them to know we, we have to keep it in that way, even if it's not correct English. But other lines they were allowed to, to give me a suggestion. Yeah, it was a little bit of a challenge to me to try to get the small nuances in, in the language.
1: Come on, I can tell you something wrong. Just talk
5: to me. What is it? Right. When you say when you say thank you, honey, like that, I mean, you don't really give me an option but to pay.
4: I like also when you see that uh, the actors there to look uh, at their uh, the other actor for a long time, and it can be quite hard, like socially, to to like lock the eyes of another person for that long time. But that is something that I try to encourage them doing when when we are uh, shooting the scenes. We work for quite long time to find Yaya. Yaya is inspired of a friend of my wife that is a model. So it was hard character to play, because it has to be someone that's very, very self-confident at one point. And then uh, when the shift in the power hierarchy happens, have to be able to play low status. And I really didn't find someone that I thought fitted the role perfectly. But then my wife uh, uh, gave a suggestion to me, she works in the fashion industry, about uh, an actress and a model that came from South Africa, uh, Charles Bedin. Uh, So I think it was maybe two or three months before the shooting should started, actually, uh, that Sholby flew to Gothenburg, where where I live, uh, and we had an improvisation in the office. And then I asked her, okay, in which way can you make it as hard for me as possible to actually uh, deal with this situation? And uh, uh, Sholby uh, was such a sweet person, uh, uh, all all the situations around uh, the improvisation, but as soon as she said action, she could go and play high status in such a skillful way.
2: R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. to the real.
6: And it's it's clearly it's it really like it's 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 a star making performance.
3: Oh, hundred yeah, percent. Like absolutely.
6: I, I'm actually honestly. I mean, well. I I guess, like, Best Actress is, I mean, at least at the point with, like, with Daniel Deadwire, like, there's more than five slots there and whatnot. I am kind of surprised that she didn't get a posthumous Best Actress nomination. Um, Maybe they'll
3: do, like, one of those special uh, (laughs) shout-outs.
6: Right, like, I just... uh, Hopefully better
3: than the one where they gave to Tyler Perry for being a good dude.
6: Yeah. Like, like, why did
3: you give him an Oscar for that? Like,
6: yeah. I, um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I know, you know why did. I'm
3: so hung up. I know why I'm so hung up. It, Cause he's a, hack. yo, one
2: time my, my girlfriend was at the bar and somebody, uh, slipped something in her drink and Tyler Perry saw, and, uh, you know, he, he stopped, he stopped her from drinking it. I think he deserves that Oscar. And like, give an Oscar.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Lord knows like, he's yeah, never going to win one for no one positive. of those films. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah. If I were Tyler Perry, I would have walked up in the fucking Medea drag costume and like, <laughs> just to get either like a real fuck you and be like hello <laughs> <laughs> the,
0: the thing is he's a really good actor too like when he, he's great like, don't look up This yeah yeah i yeah. had uh, uh, star trek and uh the very first star trek movie oh yeah
6: he, i mean he's, he's got like 15 seconds of screen time in that one and he's he's, and he's at,
0: phenomenal he's, in all 15 seconds of it Maybe, yeah, no. like, he, he, like was... he's
6: he is he is the kind of actor who immediately grabs you with like screen presence, and maybe, it, maybe I, I don't the think
4: key,
2: maybe the key is that you put him in all ensemble pieces and then you give him a tiny tiny little hole, of time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. More more than that, he shows up and he's wearing a 90 and he's
6: like, you know, he's
3: like no, Tyler, no. I don't. Like I don't. Even, I'm,
6: I'm sure. I'm sure. If you go on Memory <laughs> Alpha, that character has a name. But I think in the movie, he's you know, just like the dean of Starfleet Academy. Like he He's probably like having a
3: spinoff book or something at this point. Yeah. I mean, you know, like that's how it works for that. This, if yeah. I
6: remember yeah.
0: correctly, he's actually an established character, too, like like who was in the uh, the original universe. But uh, I'm doing this from memory and I could be wrong. This <laughs> sounds like
3: classic after party material. Who we will get to after the real show? Yeah. Uh, of yeah, course, right now, right now, folks, it is time. For the letterbox one-liners, uh, Zach, I know you know all about letterbox because that's how I know you, and that's why you're on this show right now.
6: I am a uh, devotee of letterbox, even though, even though, no matter what I do on that site, I get no engagement. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we'll talk about that. So better start here. getting engaged. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, exactly. Like, wait, wait, wait get for one that. Move that extravaganza bump, baby. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so Letterboxd, of course, is a place for film. It's a social media site for film lovers to talk at with and to each other about the movies they love, maybe the movies that they didn't love, the movies that they were almost drowned in in a sea of vomit for, and of course, all these are best expressed uh, succinctly. You know, there there's no Siskels or Eberts uh, around there. Everyone gets to have their say. It's a it's an open source, bottom up democracy, if you will. But it's best. Best done for the purpose of this bit anyway. Uh succinctly, you know, working your tight five in front of the brick wall. These are the letterbox one liners for triangle of sadness. Let's go. Rich people are mad weird. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yo, I was gonna send yeah. you this when I when I did it because the, the, the graphic is perfect. Like <laughs> the
3: graphic's great, yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's perfect. You can chime in on this if you want, Zach, by the way. Uh,
6: why, uh yeah no it's just it's it's just funny. That's
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah sometimes it's like yep respect that's funny. No no Carl Marx carry on. Carl Marx Criterion Collection.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh oh something, yeah. something
2: we did something we did touch on uh in this is uh Dimitri the fucking oligarch or whatever. He has he he makes him have the Karl Marx beard and hair. When they're on the beach, yeah. at a oh, certain point, oh yeah, yeah, point. yeah,
3: that's, i forgot about that. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah, turns
2: yeah, them yeah. into the into Marx. <laughs> right after he says, uh, you know, um, after he says the whole line He's about, uh, you know, from each according to their ability, to each according to their need, yeah. he uh, he he gets Marxified.
3: <laughs> the Marxification of uh, let's go back. The shit is going down.
1: A <laughs> nah, nah. nah,
6: of, of it goes up. I don't I don't know if I agree with that take. <laughs> there's, a lot of, there's a lot of shit going, going, yeah, upwards. Listen, you, gravi- you, gravity Harlson... my,
3: Gravity is different in 2565.
6: <laughs> Woody
2: Harrelson went down with the shit.
3: Hey, yeah. there you go. There
2: you
3: go. <laughs> I'm warning you. I'm an empathetic vomitor.
6: Oh my god, <laughs> I I have to imagine like there must have been a screaming that that some chain reactor like someone puked during that scene, and there was, I I can't, I have to, like, I just. I want to imagine there was one disastrous screening of this film. Somewhere. Right, right. If you puke, when,
3: I'm gonna hurl. And, and when, shout, when I out when I hear artist.
2: when I hear the noise, the noise of someone puking, my body like wants to join in on
6: it. Like, which yeah.
2: you know, I, I I mean, I didn't, but like, my body definitely was like ready to be like.
6: Yeah. like <laughs> I, I will say I not, again, tightrope walks. That that whole sequence is the absolute stretch of how how much of that kind of thing i can take before it negatively impacts the film for me so yeah probably, yeah, like it's still it stops for, for finding the ex- the exact limit of it's how hard for me goes.
2: to take like it's yeah. hard for me to take shit like I, I i could do like puking but it's hard for me to take like seeing shit on camera
3: that's i think, yeah. I, think you're, I think you're right zach it's like if it if it gone like a like a 10 seconds too for too much farther I'm out.
2: <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like the outer limit that like is uh, to the point where maybe you start to tolerate it a little bit is uh meaning of life with the fucking
1: puking. Oh yeah, well yeah, yeah because because yeah. it gets absurd,
3: it gets stupid, and then it's back to being funny again. Yeah.
1: yeah. So.
0: <laughs> but you know, the thing I love about that whole scene though is the, uh, the 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 sound of the Foley artist getting the eating and the the weird squishy sounds of everything and just yeah. like like. It like like uh, the, all the sounds leading up to that moment. Uh, imagine imagine being a Foley
2: artist uh, the, the, like that. comes. Uh, maybe maybe that's their like holy grail. They're like, all right, I you're have to probably, make an entire room full of people throw up. Let's do this.
3: You're, you're probably stoked. I mean, like that's um my friend Ryan Carlson, who uh, you, you won an Emmy for Narcos. Like he's like, I asked him, like, what kind of stuff you end up doing? It's like, yeah, a lot of times just people walk in and you just got to like, you know, kind of kind of sweeten up the walk. And I'm like, oh, that sounds terrible. It's like, yeah, that's not that's not very interesting. But sometimes it's pretty cool. <laughs> Extra star for having a refuse song in there.
6: <laughs> well, I have you guys read the screenplay? Because uh, they're, they're talking about the, oh, no. the shitting scene. Yeah. Uh, it was in the script. He wanted to he wanted to be killing in the name, which I do oh, think really? would have worked as well.
3: Dude, the Refuse song is so much better. That yeah, been- I,
6: yeah, I think it's it's. I mean, what, well, obviously the songs are different tempos. So you'd kind of you'd kind of have to see the scene cut to Killing in the Name, but I yeah. just think I just think conceptually that song was so much better.
3: And Refused as sort of like a political, you know, a, a aspiring political punk band from a certain. Period of time too, like it, it heaps on another layer of of awesomeness to to have it be that, and especially when you consider where they're from, which he's from as well. So that's a, a no diss to Rage Against the Machine. I, I when I heard the Refuse song, just like our friend Bill here, who also watched it in twenty five sixty five. What are all these future time travelers? What the hell? <laughs> uh, I I was like, I was like, hell yes! This movie just moved up an extra half star for me. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas and Dimitri need to be in every nightmare blunt rotation.
2: <laughs> have, have you ever had an experience like that when it's like somebody that like is, is the opposite political whatever as you and they just want to argue with you and you're like both drunk and at some point you're just like screaming at each other about it and it's like, you know, like trying to one up each other like and I, and I love that they don't hide the fact that they're each looking for quotes on their phone
6: like yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah 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 they're totally trying to like find something to support their argument well, yeah. well,
6: credit to them they do each get one out before they have to resort to google yeah
2: yeah
1: yeah,
2: yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, the, the I one guy it. the one guy really likes uh ronald
6: reagan <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> all the reagan quotes which is fucking yeah. hilarious
3: yeah it's like O'Byrick, who won best actor from the european film awards i i, I love it That's for me that's one of the things I think it's, I think it's incredibly charming. might be the wrong word, but it's endearing in a way that I, I, I find that to be a good centerpiece of that piece of the film is that they're holding because It starts off being like, all right, Woody Harrelson is going to tolerate this dude as much. As he has to, and you know, move on with this life. And then you kind of see them sort of like develop this weird kind of Friendship is not the right word, but kind of like weird, affable respect to a certain degree, while not changing any part of each other's politics in any yeah. way shape, or perform. I most, think
2: that's that. most debate streams. Um, you
1: know, <laughs> you know, you know who
2: never, you know who never got any uh, big awards for their acting. Huh. Ronald Reagan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
6: <laughs> I uh, I have to say it's like it's good. It it was the right choice for the movie, but it's disappointing that. Woody Harrelson doesn't make it to the island for the sake of having. I
3: really, him. really wanted him to be on the island, and I, I agree. I, I was like, like,
6: it is, it is better for the movie. But I do, I almost just wish that they shot a bunch of footage of him and Bura yeah. on the island. Oh yeah, just still <laughs> arguing,
3: you know? Yeah, like, just yeah, oh like, yeah, no,
6: uh, no, like no, no other uh, like no other substance to the scenes other than their just their argument doesn't end. Yeah. They're going out like collecting
3: coconuts or something and you just hear mm-hmm. them like being like ah christ they're still at it okay yeah.
6: also I, I'd,
3: I like think, think, think though, I'd like to think still-
2: though i like to think the captain has his own has his own like uh some kind of raft or something in there that he yeah. just takes and he's like he doesn't he's, go down with the ship he's just alive yeah. somewhere else just drunk off his fucking ass yeah, just a different
0: got one of his marks books where he's like making like oh i should have said <laughs> this to him
2: or or he or he drowns trying to uh, get as much um, liquor as he can into the fucking lifeboat. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's
3: like the White Lotus ending. But I, I like I like the him like the post credit scene. I'm just gonna spec this out. The post credit scene is like he's in the boat and yeah, he comes up with, with the perfect like rejoinder out of like one of his books. Like, oh, I should have said yeah. that. And then yeah. you just see him, but he's like in the just in the ocean somewhere.
2: <laughs> Or uh, I, uh, or or for a for a post credit scene, he's at the resort, like fucking kicked back, like enjoying himself among the fucking rich, but still reading his fucking Karl Marx. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's how, that
2: also <laughs>
3: works too. It's still I'm a shit, <laughs> shit socialist. <laughs> the same conceit works no matter the trapping.
6: Also, and while we're on the subject of the captain and and kind of still on the shit scenes, uh, I, I I mentioned this privately, but the the shot of the toilet lid. Flapping yeah. in sync with his with his voice, <laughs> yeah. rock shit flows out of it. Is the single funniest shot of it's, it's, maybe honestly, I said of 2022. It might be the funniest shot of the 2020s so far.
3: It's it's like really good. Yeah, i
6: right. I remember seeing seeing Triangle of Sadness in the theater. There were like five people, and i I was like bellow laughing for like 30 seconds. Yeah. and it was just it's and it's still even on rewatch like it's still just the just whoever's decision that was i don't know if it was oostland's or if it was just whatever the prop guy running the shit toilet but <laughs> what, like that there should be an honorary oscar for whoever conceived that shot
2: i think so, i think for me it's that yeah. and then it's uh everything everywhere all at once when they're just rocks and you're yeah. <laughs> and they're just eyes, oh, yeah, you yeah. you're, you're like what the fuck, dude? <laughs> By the Why, way, I think I've...
3: it was—I think it was John Crapper who uh, ran that. <laughs> <laughs> he's oh, the—he's
2: the, hes not just a prop guy; he's the toilet manager. He came out of
3: retirement for it. <laughs> they should let me be rich.
2: <laughs> See, I came up—I came up with an idea today thinking about this movie. Um, I think that if, if we're not going to get rid of capitalism as a system, right? Like my my pitch—I'm going to come back on screen for this. My pitch I was gonna say is, bold
3: uh, you do this in <laughs> yeah.
2: My my pitch is that uh there's no more inherited wealth and we just uh so there's like a cap on the number of rich people, right? Like right now they cap the number of like uh billionaires you can have and then they elect the next where they 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 get in the next ones by uh, li- by lottery so like everybody like has a chance to be rich and it has nothing to do with like how well you run a company or anything because it already doesn't so like the a rich person dies and then the next one they, they have a lottery and someone like in the country or something the same country that the rich person came from gets to be the next fucking billionaire and it could be anybody and that's M- my M- that's my pitch
6: isn't it isn't, isn't that the start of the wrong box
2: yeah <laughs> i don't know i well, haven't seen it but
3: my, oh, great my, movie
6: fucking great my, movie
3: my m night twist of that it is a lottery but it's Shirley jackson's the lottery boom I don't, know what <laughs> See, that, I don't
2: know what that means but
3: so the lottery the, the 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 if you win the lottery you get stoned at the end of it like and i don't mean <laughs> like you smoke a lot of weed i mean they literally hit you yeah with stoned. like they're stoned. Yeah. I,
2: that, I mean, you am I'm, I'm down with
6: that <laughs>
3: I've never seen a movie so accurately capture the absolute misery of being violently seasick.
6: (laughs) I don't think I've ever seen a movie like even attempt to capture it as much as like, I think this is like the number one by default in that department.
2: I've seen movies where they, uh, they rock the, they try to get you into feeling like they're rocking the ship and then the person's clearly sick. I don't know. I don't think, uh, I don't think they've gotten it that far, like that in depth. I think this is the most accurate that I've seen. But like, I, I have seen movies where you see the person like turn, you know, like turn sick and then the, the ships are rocking and you don't come a knocking from what I yeah.
3: hear. R.I.P. Karl Marx, you would love Triangle of Sadness.
2: I mean Marx was like a pretty narcissistic fucking dude, as you know, as all thinkers are. I feel like he would have heard his own name and he would have done the fucking Leonardo DiCaprio, like, uh ah, uh. Ah, yeah. I did that quote. I said that. <laughs>
6: well, that well, Thatcher, Thatcher would have been the same way, even though this 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 is very clearly a movie that despises her. Like, she gets name-dropped yeah. <laughs> once too, and she'd be like, Oh, oh
0: hey, four stars. I haven't had my name third name death yet. Yeah.
1: she so
2: might she might just the, be um, uh she might just be fucking pissed off that um. That a Russian said her name. Uh, this yeah. is uh th- th- this is how I felt, by the way, when the uh, puking started. You ready? Yep. <laughs> 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 it, it really is one of the
3: best reaction gifts, I think. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's gold. It's, cool. it's
3: it's it's it's, uh, it, it's up there with, uh, and you know the one I'm talking about. It's, it, I don't have it in front of me, so I can't get it to me really but um, it's up there with the oh, David mean- Bowie one. Yes. <laughs> Crapper John and
2: That is is not how. This is this is not how I felt when I when the puking scene started.
1: Uh, By the way, this is
2: this is everybody who was uh, on the ship at the end of it. So did Forrest puke at the toilet Uh, overflowing uh, scene uh, in Parasite?
3: I don't know. Forrest, did you?
2: No, I did, but like that. See, it was pretty gross. Like I, I don't know. I'm not a not a big shit in movies person.
6: Yeah i think the par- <laughs> the parasite thing doesn't last long enough to, like it's the parasite thing yeah, is like yeah. two seconds long it's so. also just
2: all i mean it's not just the toilet it's like all the water from you know the, the sewer lines which like yeah it's disgusting but like at the same time it doesn't have the same it doesn't hit the same as if like a toilet overflows and it's just one and like i don't know well yeah because
6: anyway. it's, it's it's the thing of like it's it's like with with loudness like if you're loud all the time then like you don't have the quiet to contrast it with
2: i just say same shit different toilet
3: <laughs> Those are the Letterboxd one-liners for Triangle of Sadness. Please follow the show on Letterboxd. That's moving to Extravaganza. That's Captain Chomsky over there, the anti-capitalist oligarch. You can follow uh, the, him and, and see all the movies that we cover on here. I am Kona Neutron. I am, I am a big shit in movies person. You can follow me on Letterboxd. I'm covering all the stuff. Highbrow. You can really tell from this show. Uh, midbrow, uh, populist, everything in between. Follow me along for the Criterion Challenge we feel so inclined. Jay Andrew did it all for the pretzel world. Force the mar- Marjorie is watching all the weirdest stuff, so you don't have to, or maybe so you can. I don't know. I'm not one to judge, but he's he's doing it all, and it's it's right there for you, whether you're ready or not. Uh, of course, Zach Marsh. Zach B. Marsh, a.k.a. The Bargain Bin Harris Dickinson, is uh, very active on Letterboxd and uh, very entertaining Letterboxd. Follow, if I do say so myself. And you may follow him as well. Uh, he has given you that permission. Uh, yes. He's very generous that way. Oh, please,
6: look, please, please follow me. Please please, clap. Please
3: clap. It's, it's me <laughs> over here.
6: Uh,
3: and uh, yeah, yeah. Follow everybody that's on the show on Letterboxd. It's a, it's a great place to uh, get into it and um, get down with stuff. Jay Andrew did it all for the pretzel world. Please take us away with the plugs.
0: All right. You're watching us right now on YouTube. So please do all the YouTube things like comment, subscribe, hit that bell. And the big ask is to play the video to the end. So other movie fans can find our content that we make. Uh, If you're watching us over on Twitch, do the Twitch stuff, Uh, throw us a sub. If you have a um, Amazon prime account, you can uh, uh, subscribe uh, to us for free doesn't cost you anything but it actually does help us out so if you can do that please please uh send some subs our way because uh i'm hungry um <laughs> we're on I'm hungry for subscriptions actually and yes food. yes Both. yes um you can follow us on social media we are on twitter we are on facebook and we're on instagram so uh follow the show there you can follow uh, us there as well and um uh, find all kinds of, uh, who knows what we're going to do next. We have a uh, Twitter you community. You better ask which, uh, Yeah. <laughs> we, we do have a Twitter community, which uh, if you want to join, uh, go ahead and ask. Um, I know I, uh, <laughs> when I remember, I put all that. Oh, yeah. The guy, who, the
3: guy who covered Wolf Warrior 2 is very exclusive about who he lets into do it. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: hey, Wolf Warrior 2 is a fascinating movie.
3: No, no, I'm just saying. Set set, set the baseline. (laughs) Set the baseline. It is. I I wish it was anywhere other than Twitter because Twitter is just not the coolest place right now. But whatever. No, it's nice. No, but but
0: yeah, I I do like that. Maybe we could do something on Facebook, which is also not that great. But you know, I'm sorry. (laughs) I mean, yeah, go follow us on there. (laughs) It was a
3: natural reaction.
0: Just open content.
1: Yeah,
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Well, you know, Hive just isn't quite the same as as uh, you know Twitter uh, or you know, not even it's it's not even as good as Mastodon. I believe you. I can't remember my login for that one. So, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, we have a uh, Patreon, and uh, you know, if you subscribe to the Patreon, you get access to all of our after parties, Uh, and I know. we do plan on doing more stuff, but uh we'll be. One day, maybe we will. Uh who knows? watch uh, <laughs> that space, but
3: Wow, what a hook. Uh, maybe someday we'll do something. Uh, who knows? Oh, but we'll we got those after parties. To... Those
0: after parties are great. Do. Like, do, I think we're we're gonna do one tonight.
3: We're we're gonna have Zach do his uh take on the Oscar nominees, and that should that should be cool. Because we did that with KT. Yeah. That was awesome. I've enjoyed everyone that we've done that
0: with so far.
6: I am looking forward to it.
0: Yeah. And and if that's not quite your, voice, um, you gotta pay. Yeah, you gotta pay, sucker. Yeah, you gotta pay so you can get access to say great things like smash or pass Muppets. That was a thing that did happen, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so Conan, you have a great show called. That, really, that—that's what. Wait, wait, hold on. Back it up. That was what you were going to use to
3: sell the Patreon. Oh yeah, this this now classic bit. The, the, People are like, wow, that sounds terrible. I never want to see that.
0: You, you know, actually, I, I was uh, talking to somebody uh recently about our show, and she was really into the idea of watching Smasher Pass Muppets. Uh oh, is my finger not in the pulse. All right.
1: <laughs> All I, right. Uh, we,
3: we regret the error. Yeah, no, her response was like, really? That, that that sounds great. It wasn't boring. I know that much. Somebody, oh. someone
2: wrote earlier, um, somebody wrote on uh on twitter earlier they were like uh they were like never really understood why a bad bitch like miss piggy threw herself at that goofy green frog (laughs) but there is something about a skinny musician that makes women lose their better judgment (laughs) and and my response was just well if you could pick that pick a banjo with those fingers oh with those swamp fingers you can only imagine what he can never mind (laughs) (laughs) smash smash your
1: past
0: (laughs) movements Yes, and then that has been your twitter update from forest um but uh coden you have a uh great show called protonic reversal
3: i do yeah yeah, uh, yeah. we had a uh, russell simmons of service and john spencer blues explosion was just on that was a great episode that's now been in the free feed uh laurie from acid king is coming up uh this week so that should be good to hear from her see what she's up to um lots of lots of great stuff
0: happening on protonic as always so uh check- yeah sounds like fun yeah, there's also Catterwall coming up, which tickets are available right now at t- uh, caterwall.org. Yep. Uh,
3: May, uh whatever Memorial Day weekend is, I should really get this down. Yes. There. and, and, and uh, Minneapolis. Great is...
4: <laughs>
3: yes. <laughs> May, May 26th to uh, May 29th. It's a four-day music festival, so 56 bands are coming along those lines. So, yeah.
0: And, Ford, including a so New Secret Friends. And playing on Saturday. Uh, action chief playing on Friday.
3: Yes, and yes. other people probably that have been in the show, but I haven't thought too hard about it.
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> that's okay. Um, those are the important ones right now. <laughs>
3: it's all, it's the ones, the
0: ones that I'm in. You, you know what else? If if you want, if you cannot wait till May to see that, um, you can go to neutronfriends.bandcamp.com and be able to okay. buy some great Conan neutron music, including uh, "Dangerous Nomenclature" and uh, the newest yep. single. Um, whatever the fuck that thing's called,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: you're
3: doing so good. Cry bullies, and here's Just, know, it's, it was out of reach. Sorry, yeah, <laughs> you did the art for it. How do you not know what it was called? You did the art Be-
0: because I have a brain well, he for still doesn't it. remember
2: how to spell neutron, and you know, <laughs> <I don't> know. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: yeah, I, I screw these things up all the time. That's why I have notes copious notes in front of me right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: It's 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 where the moon comp trivia is 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 where that part of in that part of his brain. (laughs) Yeah, the moon Nazi movie. I forgot what it's called, (laughs) but they're Nazis and they're on the moon.
0: It's crazy. It's crazy (laughs) picture. It's called Iron Skies. Um, I remember that, but I can't remember. I can't remember. Can you remember what's next in the plugs? Because it'd be great to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think I think we should talk about Zach. Okay
6: my favorite uh, my favorite subject yeah <laughs> um,
0: he has got a great film called a talk of the park which which uh, uh i just checked out and i thought it was really good um so far it's my favorite film of the year that came out in wow 2023 uh 2023 yeah you, so you like, like what? it's what a playing in that one <laughs> <laughs> it's better than plane. plane.
6: <laughs> well, I and granted, I didn't hate plane, but I, I I do humbly feel that my film has a little more substance than plane does. So <laughs> the, the, I'm, I'm I am very that Would you uh, say that
2: it's a good surface to air ratio?
6: I no. uh, yeah yeah uh, sure we'll go with that. <laughs> forced into it, he would. Yeah,
1: if, I, I if mean, forced majority into it.
6: If you
0: like this show, you will like a Zach's movie. It, it, it yeah. pretty much is like, um, uh, not to spoil anything because I don't want to say anything about it, but like it, it kind of like goes to the arc of our show uh, perfectly. Uh, you know, you got the serious bits, you got your funny bits, and you got your obscure movie. Really, a movie has it, it, someone
2: that spends 35 minutes doing the plugs? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was a bold move
3: for a first feature. Yeah.
0: Yeah, No, <laughs> I, I was into it. But uh, if you're in Toronto, you can actually check it out on March 20th.
6: Yes. Yeah, it's a yeah. uh, premiere. It's having its world premiere at the Toronto Short Film Festival, uh, which is playing at the Paradise Theater, which is by if you're in Toronto, it's by Ossington Station, basically. And we're uh, I don't know we're, we're they, they group the films into they group the shorts into like ha- hour and a half slots. So we're in the slot from like 6 p.m. to 730 p.m.
3: Nice. Hmm. The only person I can think I know in Toronto is friend of the show, Chris Murphy from Sloan. And i, I do
6: chris murphy's i i met chris murphy once at like in a tim hortons randomly <laughs> optimist like i'm that is the sloan. most
2: canadian sentence i've ever heard yeah. by the yeah. way.
6: <laughs> I'm a huge sloan fan but also he's he is a fucking awesome human being the,
2: the only awesome, the only awesome, the right? uh the only way to make it more canadian is if before he said hey my name is zach he apologized sorry yeah yeah
6: <laughs> i did apologize. I did, I did i did apologize i said i i don't mean to Buggy, but are you chris murphy and he's and he just very much like yeah i am chris murphy <laughs> he's like i am chris murphy sorry <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well
0: <laughs> funny thing is is when
6: i met chris murphy
0: in toronto um uh oh, well, i didn't know go. who he was <laughs> so there we go yeah sorry i don't know who you are <laughs>
3: <laughs> anyway so that's but, when but in yeah. toronto go go see uh talk in the park that's x film right
0: yeah it's it's written directed and starring zach
6: do it all.
4: Yes, it's
0: a and, and it's uh, shout out, too. I, I really was like, like taken for that. I, I was really enjoying that uh, that aspect. Well, right, save it for the biography. Can we get? I mean, okay. thoughts yet, or what? Yeah. <laughs> okay. well, uh,
2: so Zach, you got any final thoughts? Just a, a <laughs> succinct and uh, you know, just any any kind of expression that to, to sum up this uh, this wonderful this wonderful triangle of sadness.
6: Uh, yeah uh I think it's a masterpiece uh I haven't seen the square but I have seen force majeure uh, and um i th- I think it's I think it's usland's best film um I think it's one of the best films of 2022 and on rewatch I feel I think even a little bit stronger about that so yeah great film amongst one of the great movie years
2: worries I, I I agree um you know Conan
3: uh, yeah, so I think that um, very enjoyable film. It's not as insightful maybe as I would like it to be, but it's very fun and entertaining, uh, and it is insightful. It's very cynical, uh, very darkly funny. I think it makes Parasite look subtle by comparison, but that's uh, <laughs> that's nothing wrong with that. Um, it's worth watching for drunk Marxist Woody Harrelson alone. Uh, and, uh, there's some amazing vomit and liquid feces work here. And Dolly DeLeon's character is fantastic. If you want to see, if you want to see class commentary, that's on the equivalent of machine gunning fish in a barrel, this is definitely for you, but there's more to it than just that. And so that's what makes it a worthwhile well movie.
0: All right, Andy. Uh, yeah, I was, uh, the only thing I knew about the show was the shitting and the puking and, um, with the uh, shitting and the puking and the... <laughs> <laughs> uh but but uh yeah so so i kind of uh you know I was glad to to have been warned about that because uh i might have been eating during the uh uh that that just oh really Andy. Gone. oh no yeah. no yeah <laughs> yeah no it's <laughs> i'm glad that part was spoiled but but normally i'm against spoilers um but but no, it was uh, it was it was a fun. I'm, movie I'm very watch. I'm pro I,
2: I'm pro. Uh, if, if there's gonna be bodily functions going wrong, I'm very yeah. pro not being spoiled. Yeah,
6: <laughs> I also got to say I I don't buy the line in the movie that uh, a full stomach helps the seasickness because if that's how it turns out with a full stomach. Like imagine? how can how yeah. can it be worse than that? You know. Yeah.
2: The, well, and the yeah. iron the irony is that uh you know the one character that doesn't or the two characters that don't eat are the only two that don't get seasick. Like yeah, the yeah
0: models. Right, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if my uncle was around, I I could check uh you know fact check it with him. But uh, RAP, my uncle who's a fisherman. Anyways, no, it, it's uh what? fascinating, fascinating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fascinating <laughs> co-host. Yeah yeah uh i i i, I had not uh, i remember um <laughs> sorry i'm trying to get back onto, onto the subject here i remember actually uh uh one of the movie services i got was trying to push <laughs> um uh his his movie the square a- and i remember like wanting to watch it thinking it was a jean-claude van damme movie and then i saw like oh it's swedish what? van damme's not in it now look at the film poster tell me that doesn't look like a jean-claude van damme movie
2: Okay. yeah it looks it's very uh yeah
0: yeah yeah, yeah. but I, I was looking for something dumb like that because I was drawing at the time so so i need something oh, like i thought you were because you were
2: drunk at the time i was no. drunk at the time and i was i was like the square what what even is this
0: i'm like oh that looks like something I gotta i love to geometry
2: let's go
3: let's go <laughs> death race
0: three you know
2: <laughs> at
3: death race three the 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 best of the death race movies really
0: yeah <laughs> But uh, yeah, so, so uh, I actually, you know, very much appreciated being able to watch this because uh, I might have skipped this otherwise. Because um, hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, it's like triangle sadness. That sounds depressing. I don't want to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> I like triangles of happiness. I like happy shapes. <laughs>
1: yes.
3: <laughs> Where's the uh, the uh, the 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 rhombus of loveliness? That's the one I want to watch.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: rhombus. The Oval That's of love. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> All right, right. so
3: well, we're, uh, gonna yeah.
2: be, uh, we're gonna be heading on, on over, uh, you hey, know, dude. meandering over to the old uh, to the old after party, as Karl Marx once said.